last week on Glee Boot, uh, Rachel became a loser, like, I'm not a loser, like somebody me. And uh, she was fired from her terrible sitcom that was apparently filmed live, but Jim Rash is gonna come back from it. Uh, she went back to Lima, find out Blurt is over, and Kurt is upset that Blaine is moved on with someone who used to threaten to murder him. And uh, Rachel is taking over the Glee Club from Sue Sylvester, who is caning people still. And uh, Rachel ended the episode by singing a snoozer of a cover of Let It Go. And that's what you missed on Glee Boat. Yeah, that okay. happened. Yep. Although I have to say, I think it was probably a better season opener than season five. Uh, oh. Season five's opener was such a snooze. And love, like this love, at love. least, this at least <laughs> had like multiple storylines going in into somewhat interesting directions yeah it was setting uh, new up directions a, if you will new direction it's setting up a season of television which is literally what a first episode of a season is supposed to do yes. but like <laughs> not, it did re- it not not just like finished storylines from the previous season That's yeah how that works <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie though i completely forgot that last week was the opening of this season Right. Like, I feel like I've been in this season indefinitely already. I felt the same way. I was like, this is like episode five, right? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's episode two. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. Welcome back to Glee Boot, the show where we get drunk and talk about rebooting Glee one episode at a time. I'm Cullen. Alyssa. And I'm Hannah. And today we have a special, you know, fan favorite guest, a Glee Boot correspondent um someone who is you know coming home right now to their home being glee boot um in this homecoming episode we have elissa hey (laughs) so glad to be back honored honored the only word (laughs) i'm glad that we could honor you uh to bring you back um how's it been since last time you're on this podcast i mean when was it what was happening in glee do you remember it was the comeback episode. I remember it because mm-hmm. I talk about it quite a bit. Um, I'm actually surprised how often Glee comes up like in regular conversations. Yeah, and I it get is to be like, scary, right? It's a little weird and I don't love it. Um, but famously around like season two, episode 13 was the one that I did. That was like where I stopped watching Glee, like mm-hmm. was pretty much at that mark. Um, so I am honored to be here, but I did suffer immensely doing season six. It was yeah. difficult for me. Yeah, but you watched the recaps. You watched a recap on YouTube. So you were caught yeah. up. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, shout out to Mike's Mike for his Glee recaps. Oh, of mm-hmm. course. That man uh, saved my life uh, because he did the Pretty Little Liars recaps. So I did not have to watch all of Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> um, but he also has not responded to our Instagram DM. So. Yeah, but you know what? It's fine. Like he's like a busy influencer, but like if you do want to still come on, I mean, you technically gave us a shout out. Yeah. So he did (laughs) say "glee boot" in the video. Yeah. Um. So also, I think it's it's fitting we have Elissa coming back because, um, this episode is a very important part of Glee's impact on society, (laughs) in that this is the big this is where the events of that eventually led to lee michelle's temporary downfall mm, temporary. yeah well, well yeah she's, she's kind back. of recovering she's kind of yeah. recovering and this is someone said because people took the joke of lee michelle can't read so far and eclipsed like her being a racist bully that 
now like she's on tiktok now and like she did one that was like a like copying um there's that guy uh who does all the tiktoks as like rachel berry at the super bowl kind of thing Mm -hmm. um she did that and then (laughs) her next tiktok was her caught like the caption was calling jonathan groff to read the tiktok comments for me oh she's like in on it She's like in on it now. Interesting. It's not funny anymore. Which, like, here's the thing. If I were her, yeah, that's the move to make. Like, show you can take a joke. Because her earlier response was, this wouldn't happen if I was a man. Um, So, like, this is, okay, this is making more sense. But her response to people, like, hey, you called people cockroaches and threatened to shit in their wigs, was like, I'm a perfectionist. And I was under a lot of pressure. Um, (laughs) Which, yes, that could have been the psychology behind it, but um maybe not uh it doesn't explain away it's not an apology yeah no um yeah. do you guys see um her recent controversy with funny girl where her outfit is like much shorter and tighter than they gave one miss beanie, beanie? yep mm-hmm. and of course mm-hmm. it's sleeveless beanie was wearing like a shawl version you know it's giving glee costume department and how they would dress like mercedes Ooh, and unique right yeah right. exactly yeah that's exactly Lauren, it yeah um which we'll we'll talk about glee and fatness and curviness and different body types today uh glee really loves this topic it loves to always do it wrong uh but to keep coming back to it and doing it wrong again correct um, if at first you don't succeed try it again well but barely change your technique yep. and, uh, <laughs> if at first you don't succeed don't succeed again. <laughs> Don't yep. succeed. And again. That's exactly how <laughs> and it goes. goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, we meet uh, Samantha Ware's character who is the Gwyneth Paltrow to Leah Michelle's Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I connection, will, I, connect, I get it. I get it. You get, get it. it. You get it's it. It's a Don't. jump, but... I will also go on record as saying Harvey Weinstein is a considerably much, much worse person than Leah Michelle. I'm not conflating those two very different problems of like being someone who's mean and difficult to work with and being like a rapist, assaulter, abuser, like very different things. I Uh, think um, weirdly though, I kind of felt, I felt like reflections of potentially uh, Leah Michelle treating this woman this way on set based on the story where like, Rachel has to teach her how to do things and it's like that's she can do things you know yeah, she doesn't I mean, need to be helped by a white girl I think they were trying to be like we'll talk about it when we get to the scene that like she's a teacher she's being a teacher um sure but it's also such a twist like this is out of left field for the Rachel Berry we know yeah we'll get there so the things we've already done, like all of Alyssa's like uh, Glee boyfriend and all that, right? I remain uh, committed to Blaine Anderson, but only because I love Darren Chris because of a Harry Potter musical, and I remain steadfastly Rachel Berry coded. Mm. All right, I, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I almost ruined the family kickball game today at my sister's birthday party because <laughs> I had to win. And you know what? I did win. So I was right. <laughs> Very racial energy. <laughs> it is Rachel. Yeah. Um, now here's uh, here's a question. What are you drinking? 
I have recently developed a crippling addiction to sparkling water. I like, I'm the kind of person who I go through a phase and the phase lasts like two weeks, but it is intense. It is passionate and it's currently sparkling water and RuPaul's Drag Race. Those are the only two things I can think about. So it was very difficult to make space for Glee, but here we are. So I have a Blackberry Lemonade sparkling water tonight. That, that's a good nice. flavor. They have those at work. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, ASMR. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> I'm I'm drinking a Brewdog Elvis juice. It is a great few grapefruit infused IPA. This part Elvis of Elvis juice. Yeah. Okay. It is, is part Elvis of an amalgamation grapefruit. Uh, he's known for irrelevant. Uh, many terrible things and music. Um, but the uh, this is part of a assortment of alcohol left over from uh, my family's visit and trip to Joshua Tree. Um, yeah. that family loves to drink that portion of the family so I have a ton of random forms of beer in my and some hard seltzers and stuff in my closet no fridge fridge <laughs> the cold closet the, cold the closet, closet that's cold the Elsa <laughs> the closet. closet yeah the perishable uh, food no, closet. that's a pantry the food the perishable yeah. the perishable yeah. food closet yeah yes. okay okay um <laughs> I am drinking again uh, the Francis Ford Coppola uh, Claret Black Label Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, that's that's mid shelf. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I also I like. I've tried probably like four or five different wines from his wine company. Yes, you have, and they're all very good. Even like the sweeter ones. So I would recommend this one is by like $13, $14, but like he's got a red blend that's really good and it's like 10 or 11. So would recommend. I, I've seen, we've all seen you kind of go on this Francis Ford Coppola wine journey. <laughs> Here's the thing. The I don't like The Godfather. I don't think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't name anything else that that man has done either besides make wine. And, and Sophia, Sophia <laughs> yes. Um, Who made Marie Antoinette with Kirsten Dunst. Exactly. Um, you know, so uh, it's it's a it's a great one. Would check it out. Yeah. Yeah, don't tell okay. Scott. I never watched The Godfather. I think it was supposed to, but I just didn't. <laughs> I only watched parts of it because I was like, I've seen this movie a couple times. I've seen I watched parts of it in grad school. That was it. Sorry, teachers. I am currently about to open this little bottle of Keegan sake. And it's very interestingly packaged. And it's like in a little glass bottle that almost looks like the shape of a beer can, but slightly Mm -hmm. smaller. And it's got like a wide mouth. And the whole top just comes off. Very interesting. I've never seen anything packaged like this before. But it is, I think like maybe more prevalent in Japanese packaging because it has actually like hiragana and katakana on the lid so Hmm. I was at a birthday party um where I drank two bottles of soju and became very hungover the next day but I did a lot of karaoke (laughs) before that um including defying gravity twice um soju is it's strong yeah it's good it'll make you sing defying gravity twice i was linda i was linda though i wasn't the main star but i i sang many songs um but this karaoke place hi suki's tale 
did not have <laughs> this is me from camp rock which i was ready to bust out my demi lovato knees and then it also did not have um anything from glee because i was at if uh, followers of instagram will know that a few months ago i was at a birthday party and we were looking through the the book and they had a section of glee songs you could do karaoke to like some of the mashups forget you gwyneth paltrow version like and i was like oh my gosh imagine doing that and so i was like okay you know i'm i'm in a private like karaoke thing maybe we'll do it i didn't have any glee so i I propose we embargo korea (laughs) no Honestly, I think uh, it's probably for the best <laughs> for the for the culture of the world. <laughs> for the culture of the world. Um, uh, all right. Just, I just want to say this is surprisingly good sake because I wasn't expecting it to be good, but it is very nice. Also, Alyssa, how do you feel about Sailor Moon? I have no, not I seen s- it. Oh, wait. Which one? <laughs> Both of you, both of you. Oh. At the same time. Oh, this is of the world. How do you feel about Sailor Moon? I haven't seen it. I know about it kind of like it's like the transformation yeah. genesis in anime, but I don't really know much about it other than that because it doesn't seem like my cup of tea. Oh. Elissa? I watched it as a kid and I also watched Dragon Ball Z. I remember watching them religiously at my we go to my grandma's on Wednesday. She had cable and I would watch them, but I, I don't know what they were about. I've internalized none of it except the outfits. <laughs> yeah, the outfits are very, very yeah. like so cute. Ingrained. Yeah. They're also they're like ingrained in media and everyone like sees Sailor Moon outfit and you know it's Sailor Moon. Yeah. Even if you've never seen Sailor Moon. Exactly. Yeah. And the little cat with the moon on his head. I, I yeah. someone's gonna listen to this and they're gonna be screaming at their car radio the name of the cat. <laughs> you know, when you do that, those are I don't know his name, I'm sorry. <laughs> Neither do I. But Artemis. Okay. I'm pretty sure that one's Artemis. Because we were yeah. at uh the swap meet the other fact, day. Sure. And whenever Rafa sees anything anime, he's like Alyssa. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I don't think she likes Sailor Moon. I was oh, like, I think it's too basic Luna. for her. Black Luna. Luna. I mean, I'm glad that he associates me with anime, I guess. <laughs> I think every time he came to visit, I was probably watching anime. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. But speaking, uh, so Rafa also described, he saw me watch this episode and said, like, why are you watching White Supremacy? Um. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I mean, also, okay. Can we all agree that Dalton is an all boys school, right? Like that yes. was established. Mm-hmm. But none of them have a problem with a girl coming to their school. It's just specifically the warblers, right? Yeah. That's the yeah, yeah, so weird. Yeah. Okay. Weird. So season six, episode two, homecoming without the dance. <laughs> there has never been a homecoming dance on Glee. Missed opportunity. Not uh, even a homecoming football game. It's sing, just like a bonfire. Yeah. Yep. Missed opportunity to sing Chris Daughtry's I'm Coming Home. I'm coming home. <laughs> <laughs> the place where I'm home. Guys, Chris Daughtry on this. There's, there's no yes, Chris Daughtry. <laughs> it's not I was on American not. Idol and I didn't win. I don't but think. He, no, he's on the, he lost to Taylor Hicks. Him and oh, Kath, yes. Catherine McPhee, reason yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> kind of, Indirectly, yeah, the Catherine McPhee on American Idol to the existence of Glee Boot Pipeline. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Um, 
Yeah, so there's a few storylines. There's Rachel trying to resurrect the Glee Club, which kind of ties into Roderick. Um, yeah, Rachel recruiting. Yeah, and like, weird. Walk- like, how long has she have not had students in this club? And <laughs> yeah. she's just like allowed to hang out at the school. Um, and everyone coming back. There's all kind of one storyline. We have Samantha Ware, Jane, uh, Jane Hayward at the Warblers at Dalton, and then we have uh, postmodern gay Spencer. Um, so I guess we should talk tackle like the main storyline of like Rachel recruiting first, um, because I mean the one I really want to talk about is Jay. Um, that's where we have the most feeling. That's the most culturally relevant, as culturally relevant as anything in season six of Glee can be. <laughs> um, and the Spencer stuff is just kind of there. Um, so I'm glad you told me his name. I didn't know his name. In fact, I didn't know any of these new people's names. Still don't know the twins' names. Oh. The only one I remember is Roderick and Jane. I mean, those yep. are the two. Yep. I don't know the twins. I immediately immediately thought of Sharpay and her brother. Yeah. 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 In just, just brunettes. Brunette. Just brunettes and cheerleaders. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Rachel Ryan. is like, no one wants to come in. No one is joining Glee Club. Um, her and Kurt are arguing. I'm like getting all the timelines mixed up, whatever. Her, Kurt, her and Kurt are arguing over how they are organizing a sheet music. Kurt has the most idiotic idea to sort sheet music. I'm sorry, by feeling, by emotion. I, have, <laughs> I agree. It's very dumb. But it makes sense for this glee, this this glee, this glee club because of the way they like pick songs off of just vibes alone. I think um, I think it makes I think emotion is a terrible word for it, but it's he's actually sorting kind of like by genre. Yeah, but it's such a subjective classification. This is me getting Spotify playlist, but in real life. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sad girl starter pack. (laughs) (laughs) Wrecking Ball by Marley Rose in the Glee universe. Um, Yeah, because, okay, maybe by genre and then alphabetically, but like right. mm-hmm. of the two, if you're sorting by time, that also is like, that's something you can kind of be like, I'm looking for an 80s song, go in this right. area, you know? I think a combination of those, but then, cause then she's saying Kurt's her assistant and he's only there cause it was her idea, very classic Rachel. Yep. They fight and they're like, we don't have anyone in the Glee Club and Roderick is walking by. No, this is later. Okay, so then, Rachel's like, I made some phone calls, and the end, like, everyone shows up. Uh, tragic. This that is, was yeah. the most tragic thing I've ever seen. Everyone just showing on. Up on the stage. Everyone's like, I'm so happy to see you. They're chatting, whatever. It's like, this is so depressing that yeah, these kids like, keep coming back literally yeah. at the drop of a hat that's why this season would make so much more sense if it happened after a time jump you could have blaine be a legit teacher rachel could have like just flunked out of the entertainment industry like after a few years of not going well yeah. you know like if this was three years later and the last time they were at the high school was you know like for the closing of the glee club that would actually be like okay it's been a few years you're coming back to start the glee club like is that super realistic no but like it's more like yeah, yeah, somewhat right. more well, logical. Yeah, I mean, you can also do like they had an opportunity here for Finn, who was kind of like in the running to take over the Glee Club, and Rachel 
who kind of failed her own journey yeah. but still is very attached to Finn try and keep something of him alive specifically like her keeping alive the glee club could be connected to Finn's death like mm-hmm. you could have done something with that but they yeah. didn't yeah, yeah. sort of like a pair like he dies and they're gonna shut down the glee club like she's like I have to yeah. do something exactly yeah that would be amazing growth for her character too. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Wow. But this is this is decent decent growth, and then she's like, "The Glee Club meant so much to us. We wanted to stay together." So like, Huck and Quinn are back. Um, He's still in his blues, which is like again a thing that military members do not do unless it's like mm-mm. a special occasion. They wear them like twice in their whole careers, probably. Yep. Um, we have Brittany and Santana, Mercedes. Are Brittany um, and Santana together? Or I think so. Friends? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't we, we have, have times at the end. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks. Artie, Artie's <laughs> there. Sam is just, he's already at the school. Um, yeah. And then there's yeah. this reunion, and then guess who's back, baby? Tinko and Tina! Yeah. They made her go and park the rental car, which I'm like, I'm sorry. So, she got a rental car to presumably pick them all up from like the airport in their hometown. They don't have cars. They don't have the parents don't have cars. They live there. And then they're just like, she had to go park it. And then everyone went in without her. It's like, and she's like, guys, I thought you were supposed why, to wait for me. Why does she come back? Like, why does she hang out with these people? Has she not met anyone oh, no. awesome at Brown? Like, come and on. And then they do the thing where they're like oh come here we love you tina and i'm like that does not excuse what you just did yeah yeah no i that's, was i was upset that's a pet peeve of mine is when someone yeah. like is being a dick to you and they're like i love you and it's like just like yeah, maybe, an abuser. <laughs> yeah yep. like maybe don't be a dick to begin with and then yeah <laughs> But uh, also when they turned on the lights, bye. I was like, oh my God, like Brittany and Santana and Mercedes were just sitting there in the dark. And I was like, no, they were. They absolutely <laughs> were for the high drama Lurking. battle, just sitting <laughs> in the dark. 100%. And then uh, Sam does ask Mercedes if she is still a virgin. In front of everybody. I don't care how late, how like low you whisper that, like in front of all of their friends. Someone's going to hear. Yeah. Someone. Which like, I think it's gross to ask in general. You could argue that because they were dating and that was like a big thing for them, that like there's a way he could have asked it or like, oh, you know, but like the, the, he's in it. He's basically like, have you fucked? Like that's like yeah. not back to the town. And so then- Well, like, oh, are you seeing anybody? Yeah. I mean, because it was, it was a dramatic experience when we were watching their story and now it's a joke. Yeah, because so, I thought this was setting up like, oh, they're gonna develop their relationship in this episode. Nope, nope. That, that that was just a joke. just checking to make sure she hasn't fucked yet. And Mercedes, because yeah, like, oh, did you did you find someone hotter than me? Is that what she fucked? Was it because I was like hot enough or something? I don't know. But Mercedes is just like, uh, I'm used to microaggressions. I mean, I went to high school here, um, so. Oh, there's so much to unpack with the idea of I want I want to I have to pause here um so my boyfriend my trusty rusty boyfriend um Mark watched this episode with me the same way he watched the Justin Bieber episode with me mm. and those are the only two episodes of Glee he has ever seen Love so it. I did make notes of all of his color commentary and I wanted yes. to share my favorite which is when Kurt first came on screen and why are they having dinner at Mr. Shoes I actually don't care I 
I have not worried. so many questions. Where is Emma? She works at like, the why? school. She lives in this house. Have they no have idea. a baby. Where is the baby? <laughs> okay, anyway. But Kurt comes on screen and Mark points at him and goes, is he gay? <laughs> <laughs> but like that's everything about Kurt, which they will get to in a very meta conversation. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so they... <laughs> Kurt's right. I mean, you really just do get identified by your sexual orientation. <laughs> um, so, oh, that's great. They're all like, "We're gonna bring back the Glee Club," and they're all excited, but no one's there. So, like, we need to show them what they're missing. Also, Becky's back. Um, she was doing yep. the xylophone. She was saying, "Don't make out on the bleachers. That's where I make out." She's um, she threatened to sacrifice the other the losing team. <laughs> super extra, as Becky does. Yeah. Um. But the Glee Club, throughout the episode, they keep doing this thing that of like sketch art, like sketching. I literally was like, is this a draw my life issue oh from God, 2010? Oh my God, I hated it. Okay. It's it was the, so bad. It's a shout out to the Take On Me music yeah. video. Yeah. Um, but yet the song wasn't that central to the episode. Um, no. Is that what it actually looks like though? Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it, like it's they better. do like a sketch and it integrates like real life uh, yeah like imagery. a woman is reading a comic book and gets like sucked into it yeah okay and they, they jump from is that it, is it actually animated or like yeah, yeah. the this music video is classic it's really good yeah take no, on me music video we did not have that budget no. <laughs> no. but they jump off for this visual <laughs> oh, because Artie's yeah. doing no, storyboarding and like and that's also when he's like, he tells Quinn that like, uh, he's drawing yeah, her I am drawing your boobs, but through my storyboarding class, so it's okay for me to sexualize you. No, but like, no. Are her boobs moving? Is she, I was like, you know what? I guess she is a female character written by a man. Her boobs may be moving. They may be glowing she orbs. She moved boobily. <laughs> she breasted boobily. <laughs> <laughs> that is... My favorite no adverb. adjectives. <laughs> Adverbs, my bad. It's my favorite adverb. Boobily. <laughs> I just, I love that also that male authors are still doing it. Like, this isn't like an old timey thing. This is still happening. Um, so bad. It's why my, it's why Caitlin never, my sibling never got through Game of Thrones. They were like, he just is describing boobs all the time. Yeah. Um, so, I couldn't get through a science fiction novel because it was written by a man from a woman's perspective and it was very clear that it I was up. not correct my boobs were speaking to me as they laid on my rib cage they were saying we're perky and we want to be touched uh <laughs> there was literally a masturbation scene but it was like was she touching her boobs oh. no she was not and i was like this is stupid <laughs> What? She's like, she has a, an alien parasite. Why is this a thing happening right now? You know, I had a British man touch my boobs once, and that's colonialism. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was King Charles. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they're doing that. And so they, they sing, they put on the, the Kurt's like, we're going to show them what they're missing. They put on Take On Me. Um, they sing all over the... They, they run around the singing. Cafeteria. They're wearing really fun costumes. I actually really like this cover. 
I really like this number. It's a fun song. It's high energy. And at this point in Glee, that's all I'm asking for is like, make this musical number entertaining. And there were a couple (laughs) this episode that were entertaining. Take On Mm -hmm. Me is actually like, could be in like my top 30 Glee Glee covers. Oh, I did not like it. Yeah, I I have like a high standard for like anything that is supposed to look like animation or artistic in any way. And this was not it. Oh, I, I mean, the visuals for me, it's like, I like the costumes. I don't know about the animation thing. I mean, there's just the music. Mm, the animation yeah. thing being such a huge part of the song, like at least 40 to 50% of what they were trying to do with it. Yeah. Like sucked. It was really bad. I remember it being animated. So like, that's how much I retained this song. And like, I say animated, but it's not animated. That's that's just yeah. a layover effect that you can do like an after effect. That's like a zoom green like screen. Like the Apple camera. What's that called? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, like it was those bad. avatars on Twitch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's, that makes yeah. this whole thing worse now that I know that. Because obviously yeah. like to my eye, I would just be like, okay, whatever. Um, but I did not really watch it. Um, I listened to it and I was typing some notes and then I looked up and like, oh, okay, I get it. They're doing the video thing. And then I looked up and it's real life again and they're in costumes. I really <laughs> liked Sam's costume. I really liked Huck's costume. First time I've ever said that. Um, I would wear <laughs> both those outfits. I think they were both great. Um, I don't remember what they were. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think Sam was in green pants with an orange shirt and like a oh, yellow tank top. Te- like teal pants. Yeah. I, and- I do remember the teal pants. Didn't and Puck was in like red pants with like a pink v-neck um they're very you know in college as I said this my goal is to dress like a lego person and these really fit that aesthetic um (laughs) and that's kind of my aesthetic um lego yeah got it I actually have a lego collection jacket um that was a gift from my sister and their wife who was the person in college I said that to (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so they uh they sing take on me rachel dances with roderick in this oh really yeah before the whole thing with roderick happens interesting interesting and and we saw roderick in last episode when in the cafeteria when in like the middle of like in the background or like he like, like walking focused towards, on him he was there when uh sue was putting like the thing to get rid of the sex drive on the kale for the other kid that was what <laughs> wait is he, the, is he the guy that had like like a billion like bowls of kale i i don't remember that but roger was there in the same like outfit basically um huh. so like, like a billion a bowls of was- kale this show oh, should have ended after season two, episode 13. <laughs> they should have gone out on a um, high. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they, so Roderick is like one in the hall. He gets a, a character voiceover, which is probably the first one this season. Before we even know his name. Time. Yeah, yep. he's like, I'm the fat kid with earphones or because. He's like not fat. No, he's not. He's a little overweight, but he's not like fat, fat. Like, I mean, like for Hollywood, though. Yeah, I'm, that's, yeah. yeah, it's for like, Hollywood, it's yeah. like, like he, realistically, this is like no. realistically that boy could be on the football team. 
Yeah. Yeah. He'd make and a then great linebacker. Football team, like, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he's like big, just in yeah. general. He's tall and he's also wide. He's just like a large person. Yeah. yeah. Um, but considering like how Hollywood has tried to like pass off like Jennifer Goodwin and Renee Zellweger as like fat people, um, this is a lot, a lot closer. Um, and so he's like, yeah, I wear them so I don't have to listen to your dumbass jokes. I've heard them all. I don't care. And I'm like, I don't know if this is good representation, but okay. Um, like, like I don't like, and I mean that. I don't know if it's good or bad. I was just kind of like, okay, like he's over it. He's over the jokes. Um, yeah, but, but he's yeah, also he's, isolating I mean, himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the part. That's the part that I identified with more. Right then like bullying is more like yes I distinctly remember wearing headphones so I didn't have to interact with people (laughs) yeah yeah I think it's like for me it seems like those things are connected not necessarily because like he wants to isolate himself like it seems like no one wants to talk to him so he's like just gonna isolate himself you know people are just gonna be mean to him and I think this is the danger that Glee has always fallen in in that it has for its time, well, not really by 2015 standards anymore, but like, you know, it had diverse representation, but all the kids need to have a problem, right? A thing that they need to break out of and they need Glee Club. And the thing is, it's always like a cisgendered, white, able-bodied person running the Glee Club yeah. in that teacher role. And it's, I'm not saying you even, it's just like, I think that's where some of the problems sometimes come is that, the person helping them is always like normative, you know, and right. like mainstream. Yeah. And so it's not even that the coach of the Glee Club needs to be diverse in some way. You could even just have another teacher or another character who represents that like you like can be fat and happy and like not mm-hmm. care what anyone thinks, but also have like a fulfilling social life, you right. know? And I'm not saying you mm-hmm. need that for every form of identity that Glee feels like addressing. But as long, but if there's like a couple people that weren't just like Will and Rachel and Finn that were yep. in those positions, you know, um, or Blaine in this case, which this is, there is a subversion of the typical Glee storyline with the Blaine and Jane stuff. So that's why it's interesting. But anyway, so Rachel sees him look at the sign up sheet and is like, oh my God, you're going to sign up. Oh my God. Like, she bombards him. I am yeah. so Rachel Berry coded. Like the second she <laughs> did this, I was like, that's, I would have done that in high school. That's, oh my God. I didn't give it a shout out. Okay. Top of this episode. Um, It's the homecoming episode, which is very special to me this week because my little brother, Jack, was just voted homecoming king this week. Ooh, oh my God. Our high school. Congrats to Jack. I was so excited. We had a slew of family public appearances this week. Um, my father was also inducted into the <laughs> athletic hall of fame. I just outed my location, bleep that. Um, and, <laughs> and we had, we had a homecoming parade and we had a coronation ceremony with his like, crown. And then we had to escort him across the field on the actual like homecoming game. But I was, I was blown away. What wow. I, the first thing I thought was I have never in my life been that well liked by that many of my peers. <laughs> I can't even imagine how that feels. Oh, amazing! Yeah. You have to keep him yeah. humble. I yeah, I do my absolute. I'm so proud of him. It's really hard because he's also the drum major for the band, so he does this his big baton routine and he caught his baton. He absolutely killed it this week. So very fitting that I come on for the homecoming for episode. Why did I, what was my train of thought here? Doesn't matter. 
carry on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's just like, you should then corner this guy from Pippin and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what oh, about this man says Pippin? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they, she basically scares him off and Puck walks in just to be like, Rachel, you scared him off. Which she women did. Need He's to not be- wrong. Yeah. But like, yeah. <laughs> I need to tell women and they do things wrong. Um, yeah. Cause like, she literally all, just, like, it was weird. He just comes in. That's what he does. And then are the they all just walking over. around the school like they're yes. all yeah, just lurking? Yep. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she also hears singing at one point in the vents and is like lurking yep. and like listening and like hunting around, trying to figure out where it's coming from. Goes into the male locker room. Mm-hmm. Very Mr. Schuster. Very Mr. Very Schuster. Mr. Schuster. It was. Mm-hmm. It was so disappointing. There was a man uh, trying to cover his penis. A boy. Yeah. A boy trying to yeah. cover his penis. Yeah. A like, child. I'm not looking. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking. And I'm like, no. Doesn't you're still here. You're, that yeah. is predator behavior. Like, you should not be allowed near minors anymore. Like, you could probably Correct. get on the sex offender registry for doing that. Um, and I don't even remember how that scene ends. Did she even find Roderick? No, no, she, like, she no. listens to the vent and follows it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. When she yeah. loses it. Kurt was also in the locker room, too. Just, like, hanging yeah, out. It was, yeah. <laughs> also, and when he was in the locker episode, room, he talked to Spencer, and he said, uh, I was the kicker, which was transformational for this high school. And I was like, that is so me talking about anything I did in high school. <laughs> like, I was I was VP of the Ecology Club, which was transformational <laughs> for this school. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it is funny, but yes, um, I am not hanging out in a locker room if I'm not, I mean, really ever, but if I'm in a locker room, I'm either like walking towards the bathroom and then leaving, or I am also changing my clothes. I'm not just hanging out while other people change their clothes. In a high school, no teachers would be allowed in there except for the The coaches and assistant coaches. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of it. Like the gym teacher, whoever, you know, that may be. Yeah. Why would you go in there? Like there's no uh, you, reason you those people shouldn't be allowed. To. Yeah. No. Yeah, and you shouldn't. Yeah, it's just there's yeah there's a lot of things that I don't like about locker rooms. Just in general, they're really kind of like super public for in our culture. Like Americanized culture is not public about like yeah being together in a space naked yeah. it's it i know that happens in other cultures but not in the yeah. u.s it's not really normalized um which actually yeah. i have been wanting to check out a korean bath just to see what it's like but like i don't know i don't know if i'd like it that sort of normalization could be interesting but in with the background of like being like raised in the u.s and like watching this episode and seeing these sort of things happen is not okay yeah mm-hmm. no well also just the mixing of adults and children's and yeah children's I mean, well, children in set space and she's not an actual teacher she's no, a volunteer she's, she's a like a 19 or 20 year old woman yeah second and yeah for this I don't no. think so. No one's cutting her hair. No, she, she paid. At the high school. She paid, she to, paid do to do this. Yeah. This yeah. is so sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these are it's, sad yeah. characters. Yeah. Um, also, Veronica did the whole barging into the locker room thing in like episode three of Riverdale, and it was to end slut shaming. 
So she had a much better reason than Rachel. I remember that episode. <laughs> yeah, we all I watched, watched it. it. Yeah. Um, you guys just outing yourselves as people who watch Riverdale in a public space. <laughs> Helen outs himself as watching Riverdale all the time. I Every single see the one. <laughs> Every I, single one. I straight face say, I need to catch up. I need to see the episode where they go back in time to stop MLK's assassination. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> because what other show does that? <laughs> what other show? Glee would, if we'd yeah. given them a season seven. <laughs> See, Glee, Glee could, Glee couldn't, and that's its weakness, is that it, it doesn't, was- it won't breach that line, um, to just go full on unhinged. Um, okay, I won't. How many spoilers can we give for season six? Like, oh, I, I won't. Do know. But I do okay, know, yeah, it doesn't I get do unhinged know some things, but not like supernatural unhinged. I, I think okay, yeah, that's yeah. the, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, she can't find the voice. Um, and then there's the, uh, and then she leaves, wait, okay. And the game works up with Frozen 2 because they're both hunting a voice. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> there's the, the, the tea party McKinley Patriots. Oh God. Yeah. You guys remember when the tea party was a thing? Wait, um, so are we, are we just going by like, we're doing storyline. Okay, this is not so, chronological because we jumped a bunch at the beginning. Just focus on the main yeah, Rachel and okay. Roderick stuff. And then we'll do Jane and then Spencer. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess we could throw in the twins. Um, Santana, Brittany, and Quinn go back into these cheerleader uniforms and Artie's somewhat some there for some reason. Because he's supposed to whisper the yeah. I I hated without you. That's all he does. Yeah. yeah. This number was so boring. And the girls it are was. so hot, so it's really saying something how boring it was. Can you there. imagine trying specifically when you're like 20-ish to seduce high school yes. boys uh-huh. in your cheerleader outfit? Yeah, that's a little... Inappropriate. Yeah. You it know... was really, really bad. It was bad. Santana... And they literally talked about seducing them. Like, that was a yeah, actual Yeah, she said her sex appeal. But she did yeah. kill the Nicki Minaj rap break. I will say yeah, she... Yeah, sure. She... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, a high, high <laughs> soprano song like that, I would not pick for those three actresses. No, it not did, at all. Like, they were fine. It just was like... There's some oh. auto-tune happening, and yeah. I heard it. <laughs> Mm, um, yeah. not as yeah. not as the rock and Moana, but you know. Yeah. Um <laughs> not here for the rock slander. <laughs> America's favorite rock. Um, have you guys seen the video of Rihanna um laughing at Ariana Grande dancing on stage to problems? Yes. She's just kind of like moving slowly back and forth. Like that's what this uh-huh. performance gave. It had the exact same energy. You're Rihanna laughing at it. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm bad girl Riri. Um <laughs> so yeah, it it happens, and they're like, "You need to. We should join Glee Club." And then Kitty's like, "Yeah, Kitty's hey, there." Bitch, I thought, bet you thought the last of thought you saw the last of me. Um, and she's like, "I'm here. Why did we join your terrible Glee Club after the way you treated us? Like Rachel yeah. Berry never learned our names. You abandoned us." And Artie's like, "Oh, hey, Kitty," and she's like, "You treated me like garbage when you graduated. Just like dumped yeah. me." Because he was remember he was ready to text. Yeah. The moment Gwyneth was ready to be with him, he was ready to text Kitty and break up. He had a breakup text drafted. That woman got him into film school. Gwyneth Paltrow? No, no, uh, no. Kitty. Oh. 
So that girl, that girl. She was a girl, yes. She was literally a child. Um, Though also an emotional terrorist, body shamer, Christian nationalist. Um, They... But that she, left behind thing she did still gets me. <laughs> the left behind prank, 10 out of 10 would recommend people watch it. If it Susan is Lester, actually very funny. If Susan if Lester Lester predict- 10 out of 10 would recommend people do it. And I was like, no. <laughs> yes, let's well, do it. <laughs> no, I don't believe in prank videos. Susan They're just Lester, liabilities and lawsuits waiting to happen. You don't videotape it. They're the prank videos are the evil <laughs> twin of uh, flash mobs. And yes, that is mm-hmm. uh, Sue is if Sue is like proto Donald Trump, Kitty is proto Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, at least Kitty as we initially meet her. I think this season she gets a bit of a rehab because Becca Tobin is friends with Leah Michelle. Um, hence she's still on the show, unlike uh, Melissa and whatever Everyone the fuck writer's name and and Jacob artist who plays Jake. Yeah. Um, those, they supposedly got transferred out except for Kitty because she's a good cheerleader, I guess. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you guys are garbage and you're super mean and self-centered. And she's right. Um, because they did just leave them. Which, you know, not like a high schooler really needs to be that invested in what's going on at their high school when they graduate. But if you're friends with someone, it is kind of a dick move to just like forget that you were friends. Um, yeah. yeah. But also... <laughs> I felt like Kitty, while having the high ground in this scene, still was being portrayed as like the mean person. Right. Yeah. It was really weird. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. right. We're supposed to hate her. I'm like, oh, she's making some pretty good points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Artie's a trash <laughs> boyfriend and it's really about time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, remember that awkward musical number that was kind of about STIs with that girl, Julie? Ooh. Um, so... <laughs> They so then the the twins Madison and Mason, yeah, Madison and Mason. I have no idea. They're both M names. You said their names, and there was no like ding of recollection in my brain. McCarthy. Yes, they don't like McCarthy. Yeah, they're very um matchy matchy with their names with the they're just yeah they're just you know alliteration um they're very creepy twin-ish you know well like, no we don't know that because just that. tells that like otherwise i'm like yeah. okay yeah they're siblings like they're twins of course they're gonna be like super close like a lot yeah. of twins are uh i didn't find them weird at all actually but i did think that the flower in the attic joke was actually pretty yeah. funny it was it's like not in- a love story to aspire to. I was like, mm, that's really funny. <laughs> They're corny more than creepy. They're just like yeah. kind of weird, yeah. corny kids. I immediately uh, thought of Sharpay and Ryan. Like, yeah, yeah vibes exactly. Yeah, if there's that. sexual, like, like sexual tension between any like pair of siblings, it's definitely Ryan and Sharpay only because like they hate each other. I mean, I was gonna say Life with Derek has the famous mm. step sibling. Gross, gross. It's like I can't talk Cersei about that Jamie show. Who? Um, <laughs> so the uh, yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, we want audition. Can we do it as the parents?" And Hannah's like, "Sure, I guess." The actress, uh, the cheerleader, brunette cheerleader, she was the initial, the original Zoe in the Broadway original Broadway cast of Dear Evan Hansen. Fun huh. fact. She is also in Ryan Murphy's The Politician, also with Ben Platt. Mm. Um, and I saw her in LAX once. Fun. Wow. That's a yeah. fun Yeah. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, she's still working with Ben Platt and Ryan Murphy. Um, but she was not in the Dear Ben Hansen movie. Mm, good for her. Yeah. yeah, honestly. No, honestly, she was like, I don't think I need to play a high schooler. Yeah. <laughs> Again, again. Wish everybody had that thought. Yeah, because you played a high schooler in uh, the politician first season, and in uh, this and the Dear Evan Hansen. So she's like, third time the charm. Done with yeah. high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they later are in the final group number, um, which we'll do at the end. But that's their audition. Um. Are we going to talk about the tea party? Yeah, we're at the tea party, which, okay, by 2015, the tea party movement. That's what I was so confused. (laughs) But also it's funny that like these high schoolers think they're going to change the world by continuing the tea party. Um, So that's cute, I guess. Um, But the more I think of the tea party, the more I want to throw up. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) They brought the muffins and to like, I guess to like convince them to join the Glee Club, like what did it they was, expect from well, these it's, kids? It's bribery. I mean, bribery. Well, yeah, yeah, but like, what did they expect from these kids? Like, they know what they want the Glee Club to be. What ideals do they think these crazy kids had? Well, because well, they... also, why are they asking them to join when they don't even know if they can sing? Are they just also, asking them to audition? Yeah. Yep, they need bodies on stage. Everybody, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, at one point, like, Rachel says we have a rigorous audition process, and Tina's like, "Oh, Sugar Mara couldn't sing," and Artie's like, "But she was hot." Like, Garbage. And then I was upset that I was like, <laughs> "Apparently, you only have to sing if you know you are not hot." Which there has not been a single Thanks. member of that Glee Club who wasn't hot. True. Just, but so you have to sing and be hot, or. Or just be hot. Just be hot. That's the yeah. Cr- the tea party <laughs> thing confused me because they they have standards of who they want. Like, is there no other club that they could do? Is it just the tea party club? I think it's because they thought they were losers and would want to join. Or Ryan Murphy yeah. just thought it would be so funny. He, he just yeah. wanted to be like, "Hi, yeah. you remember that? You remember the tea party guys?" Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it can't get any worse than the tea party, right? The tea party did not like fade into oblivion. Like it's it's still around. I don't think it is. Is it? Oh, I Google I googled it. Like in the past, I don't know like how well the accurate these polls were when they were taken, but like it's still it's still a thing. A lot of Republicans like are Republicans, but they still identify with the Tea Party. Or, like, yeah, to get uh, working class votes, who they can then disenfranchise. Fascinating. Yeah, I right? kind of figured it just faded into oblivion because it's not really a buzzword anymore. Yeah, hmm. we've moved on as a society. Yeah, we've traded in for different buzzwords. You know, I've Yay. seen the tea party. I've seen the Boston Harbor. The tea went in. What's been in the past? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about the tar and feather party? I mean, come on. Come on. Um, my okay. So my big question about this scene was at the very end when Sam does his like. Quinn had sex with a Latina lesbian and it was like so cringy. Number one, I was yeah. like, first thing I thought was, remember when it was like shocking to be gay? <laughs> like, that was like the craziest thing you could do. And then number two, was that also cringy in 2015 or was it still like shocking to be gay? And we would have been like, ah, oh, Sam pwned those tea partiers epically. 
Like, I was just always cringing. I think it was halfway. It I was think, half cringe. I think they were trying to make it cringe because it was Sam who was saying it. Right. Yeah. So, okay, to go over this scene, you know, they bring the, the muffins and Quinn is like, we used to be part of uh, conservatives clubs too, like the celibacy club and the God Squad. Um, and Mercedes is like, yeah, most of you guys are Christians, right? And they're like, we're all Christians. And then they're like, we're gonna, uh, like, you don't have to be losers. Like, we're the most popular club. And then Tina, oh my God, I love Tina. She's like, oh my God, that's horrible. What, what is, is happening to America? To America? <laughs> Tina Little did Trump. she know. <laughs> Little did she know. <laughs> and then, well, I mean, the, when this was airing, the 2015, right? So early like 2015. Yeah, spring I mean, 2015. Yeah. Trump would have very well been in the front, like the forefront of. Yeah, because they would be, they would start like campaigning and stuff like that. So he was probably on the horizon, and so Tina slash Ryan Murphy was like, "This is gonna get crazy." Uh, so then they, uh, they're like, we don't need your glee club, but we are popular and we are trying to save this country from the Muslim welfare state of Barack Hussein Obama, the Obama-ness of this episode. Of course they, they focus on Mercedes when they say Hussein Obama. And then she's like, like, we don't need you, Lily, white, blah, 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 like cat's ass, whatever. There's no way they would have sat there in silence as she tore them apart. There would have been... No, I mean, Sam was there, though. And he's, like, a tall 35-year-old man. He's not... I don't think he's even 35 right now, the actor. (laughs) It's just his hair. It makes him look so much older and not in a good way. Oh, I think he looks great. But I I think he could... Like, I don't think those boys would have tried anything with, like, all those people. Well, not to mention, we have to, like, also consider the fact that these people are probably cowards so yeah that's another thing um so then they and they take the muffins and this girl's like no and then uh so i i i was gonna look this up but i forgot i read this on one of those like glee confession things that i get shown is that I think Sam improvised that last line. Is that why Quinn's laugh was so maniacal? <laughs> yeah, so I, he oh was God, like, I legit. For it. Yeah, so he, it, it was so like a bad. real laugh. And so he said the line, and so she was confused, and he does the ka thing, which was corny, right? But that's Sam, and then she bumps. He So she's like watching him do this, and he bumps into her. And like, they're laughing. And it's funny because it sh- it's, it shows that I feel like sometimes the camaraderie of the Glee Club they're talking about is really between the cast off stage, which is why sometimes yeah. you're watching, you're like, are these people actually friends? Because like Sam and Quinn haven't had a meaningful interaction since season two, episode 13, come back probably. <laughs> actually, that is the episode they broke up in, I think. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm a historian. <laughs> yeah. So like, of that they episode specifically. Yeah. <laughs> They, the last they interacted then and then Quinn was like trying to get back together and he was like you got white girl problems like and they have not really interacted since then so but they have to show this like very loving fun camaraderie with the laugh and he's like the way he's touching her like isn't weird it's like oh come on we need to get away you know like I I lived for Quinn's laugh in that <laughs> scene it was yeah. so like off the wall <laughs> crazy and real like you can tell it's real 
they have compilations on YouTube of like Glee cast members in the background that like zoom in on them like being themselves. There's a lot of Naya Rivera in the background, like doing her own thing. Yeah, no, it was it was fun. And because you think how many times does Quinn actually get to genuinely laugh other than like in early season one where she was like being mean and going like, ha ha ha. Yeah, like never. <laughs> yeah, so you're because like women aren't allowed to be funny or laugh, but uh, yeah, you're you're not supposed true. to laugh loud because you're not supposed to like stand out. And yeah, so that it's was that, that's why I did. It was it was cringy, like the lo- dialogue said, but the delivery and the whole little interaction, I really liked. Um, also, Rachel does get slushied earlier. Forgot that. Whatever. Um, I'd, I don't know if a high schooler would slushy an adult though. No, I think no, generally, like so. when they're doing, like when you no. cross to adult, then you're like, oh, now I'm going to get in trouble. It's, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. untouchable territory. That's, a, it's the same sort of thing like with Sam last episode. He was getting bullied, but he's an adult person. Yeah. And now <laughs> Rachel's getting bullied by high schoolers. Like high schoolers can be mean. But most of the time, I want to say it's like when they quote unquote bully adults, it's it's like name calling yeah. and just like not following authority sort of mm-hmm. things. Like, and I, I don't want to say physical violence. Well, I mean, I think it does happen, but probably not in this school. Yeah, because yeah. then they say whoever threw that pencil, your mom's a hoe. Uh, <laughs> what did you say i said your mom's a hoe <laughs> um, so the sam one last last episode did make more sense and i could see like a football team like kind of playing oh we're just goofing around but like being kind of dicks about it and like throwing yeah. stuff but like straight mm-hmm. up grabbing a slushy and throwing it at this volunteer teacher yeah like in a hallway where there's like definitely cameras like that woman could sue your parents and she needs the money because she spent it all on being doing this glee club um so anyways uh and apparently this school costs the same as a private school it doesn't cost the same it has the same uh economic standards yeah it has something with cost Mm, because this is a public school it's not going to cost her anything but uh they have the same academic standards because apparently they don't have humanities Remember? Right, exactly. They don't have any humanities. At They're not school. learning English. They're not learning uh, history. Nope. No. Um, so Fascinating. That's what they're on the Tea Party Club. Um, but the uh, so then there, Rachel talks about like I hear the voice, and Sam's like is in the showers. It's always in the showers. It's like wait, so you knew Sam? Sam so Sam knew Finn heard him in the showers because he did yeah. approach it's like a weird meta joke that the characters are now in on because also yeah. that means quinn or santana and no one thinks Sam it's weird. that they had sex no one thinks it's weird that mr shu actively lurked in the showers to recruit people yeah and, and so framed him yeah yeah mm-hmm. which you know feeds into the bisexual sam sam theory because he's like finn's watching me in the shower i'm okay yeah because even if you're not like homophobic you'd still be like um why are you watching me in the shower (laughs) that's weird (laughs) um so okay but uh they they find him in the library he's singing in the library he's been singing for two days straight (laughs) what 
Listen, like, at least make it like a private study room that it right. has like I thought that's yeah. what it was gonna be. It's yeah. not. It's no, literally it's like, looking at the books, full volume on, full volume singing. Full no volume. one's like, what the hell is going on? Everyone's just like doing their thing. No librarian coming to like shush him. Like the librarian's probably fired because there's no humanities. They don't need books anymore. Oh good. Becky thing. did tell them to bring bring books to burn at the bonfire. Yes, Becky did say that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So yeah, because I was gonna say like anytime they have been in the library and they've been trying to do stuff, like there's always a librarian to do that like that joke, you know? Yeah. It's like shh. This is, this is a, re- a repeat too. This is the second day in a row. This kid is full volume singing in the library, so there has to be no authority figure there. And the kids, mm-hmm. I guess, are just like cool with it, even though they famously hate everybody who sings at any right. point in time in I their guess. high school. But Why this kid okay. gets slushied. And after and- they've been bullying him allegedly for allegedly. <laughs> I haven't seen some okay. I mean, I kind well, of they, they did they say did something about the fat kid, blah, blah, blah. Like, he was just like, okay. Yeah, they put that sign on, in fact, the wide load thing. Oh, I didn't but see But they that. let him sing full volume in the library? Yeah, I don't him? know. Yeah. Doesn't make any like, sense. I feel like a 2015 teenager, you know what, there, was, there would still be body shamers. But I think it's also more likely that you'd be bullied for singing in the library than your weight. Okay, so I worked in a library all through high school and the tales I could tell, I will keep it very brief. My favorite story is the time I walked in on two middle schoolers full making out in the back of the library. I shut that down so fast. Okay, number one, and they were like rightfully so embarrassed. But then number two, if anybody so much as breathed in that library, I had nothing else to do. I'm going to come find you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you to keep it quiet. Keep it down. I'm just, you're disturbing the books. So I was just, I, I screeched audibly. Disturbing the when books. I, they just had him in the back singing. As a former librarian, And they never shocked. explain it. It's just like, yeah, he was singing in the library. Like, this is As one does. somewhat based in the real world. And there's no explanation for that. But also, it's funny because, like, they come from, they come to him from all sides yeah, and it's he's like, he's like, are you going to beat me up? Like, I have to get in the fetal position. I was like, yeah, I would feel threatened too. Because like, <laughs> yep. none of them look nice right now. They're like, just like waltzing right up to him. We also, we forgot Tina's line where Quinn was like, I only used to hang out with people like me. And Tina was like, then Puck got her pregnant and she sort of changed for the better. <laughs> Which, yeah, Quinn's character arc has been all over the place. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's saying a lot, but you know, people did have a threesome in my college library. And because there was also, there's like a prayer room. And I had one friend who'd like unironically want to use the prayer room. And I'm like, you know what people do in the prayer room. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at CSU, we, there were like private study rooms in the library. And my freshman year, I was told not to go into those rooms or use the furniture. These people definitely go in there and have sex. I'm like, I mean, good to know. Thanks for not passing that on, Hannah. That's really helpful of you because I use those all the time. (laughs) I use mine and I did stuff in those. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have merch yet, but you know what goes on in the prayer room should be a sticker at the very least. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know on social media if you guys want that. (laughs) Please. Um, So then... uh, yeah, uh, they he's they're like, you should join the Glee Club. He's like, I don't have any friends. Like, if I join, no one's going to want to join. They're like, no, like, everyone's welcome. Quinn says something about, like, they're all, we're all just a phone call away if we need something. Which, you know what, is, is true. They do do that. 
Um, Literally, also, if anyone's <laughs> like, I have a problem I have to explain to this teenager. Cool, I'll be there. I can sing. I'll have the number ready. Don't know how yeah. I'm getting there, but I will teleport if I have to. Because <laughs> Rachel says something about like, you. All, I know you all have lives. And I'm like, do they? Because... Do they? They don't. This is their life. <laughs> like, this is their life. And also, like, when Sue's doing her announcement, she's like, homecoming obviously means, you know, people coming back to their high school. And I'm like, I don't think it actually means that because no. in high school. I mean, I think the initial, the reason homecoming existed as a concept was initially for that. I just don't think that's what really happens anymore. Exactly. But like, that's why I'm like, but these kids come back regardless of whether it's homecoming, they just come back because they can. And then they just, they're, they are putting kids with pig noses putting pig noses on them, putting them in pens. You know, they're just letting these other people just waltz around. Was that a metaphor? That, 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 that literally happened? That literally happened last literally happened. Sue is actively body shaming and caning these children. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was That's that hence, hence the bowls of kale. Uh, no, She's he forcing was not. them to be starved and eat only kale. So yeah. Roderick is bullied for being fat, but he escapes the pig kale yes. regimen. Maybe he's like just under. He does eat the kale. He didn't have to do the pig nose. Everyone has to eat kale. Kale Kale and protein shakes. Kale is like not starving. I eat so many kales. Multiple kales. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing Demeter's work. I cannot eat kale. (laughs) I love kale. I, I like kale, but like, that's because like, that's the only thing they get, you know? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Raw kale, too. I'm not a big fan of raw kale. No. I have to look it. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think you're right, Alyssa. You do have to cook it. Yeah, and it's, it's just, you know, I guess my high school soccer coach who gave me an eating disorder was just in a Sue Sylvester era, mm. you know? There you go. We yeah. all have one. yeah. Um, I really hope I don't. <laughs> I really hope I escape that one. Um, but uh, yeah, so they, uh, they, Roderick decides to join. He auditions with Mustang Sally, Quinn, Brittany, and Santana do with spontaneous backup vocals. Okay. And then Rachel's like, we'll get back to you in a week. And Chris's like, can we just let him in? And she's like, Wait. okay, you're in. <laughs> Yeah, that was actually really cute. Does I she, that. But does she also like not realize that like she has no one in this club? <laughs> yeah, she need like, <laughs> sexuals are gonna be in literally a couple weeks because they end up talking about it at Shoe's house, which is weird. As yeah. someone who is Rachel Berry coded, I can take this question, and it's for the high drama of it all. <laughs> right, yes. of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I would do the same. Rachel Berry coded a- is giving me the energy of my dad, the investor, inventor of toaster strudel. <laughs> <laughs> I feel all Rachel's psychological behavioral questions. I am <laughs> direct them right to yeah. Got it. Um, so yeah, Roderick's in, he's in the final number, and there he's at the first meeting, whatever. And so that really we'll get to Jane now. Yeah, let's get to Jane. So Rachel most interesting and, part of this episode. Yeah, this season probably. Um so Rachel Kurt. Sam, apparently, for because he's there and he's like, "Can I come?" And uh, Blaine and Wit are all having dinner at Will's, and they're talking about um, Blaine's late as usual. Um, and but they're talking, and Kurt's salty about it. But they're talking about we're not going to compete, no poaching, no stealing set list. And I'm like, These, "You should probably just not do these, you know, at all." In general, anyway, yeah. Like, why do we have to put this down in rules? Yeah, like you have all been on the same team. You guys have the same values. 
yep i don't think you need this conversation and the fact that you do worries me yeah but they did not they know rock salt slushies oh boy um still so, on the table it's on the yep. so they're talking about it and then uh emma is nowhere in sight um neither is the baby as is the baby. the baby she left will she's probably like oh you're inviting them over i i see them at school i don't want to see them again i'm gonna take the baby because that's <laughs> gonna like, be less stressful i thought they were graduating and leaving my life but now they all work here she's um, now a single mother um so they uh they're talking about that yeah whatever and then uh so then we meet jane uh, oh this is in response to what happened with jane earlier so he blaine walks in and jane is there and she's like i'm here my dad and my uncles we all they all went to dalton and so i wanted to go here too because it's like the best school and being a man is definitely better than being a woman um and then uh they're like okay uh blaine's like that's great and then she's like i want to be a warbler and he's like well they're all guys and she's like well i got no this- shit she i got in this school on a class action lawsuit so <laughs> it's a title nine not a class action a title nine lawsuit yeah. yeah um let's quickly talk about how blaine like is having a crisis at the beginning and he like decides to not use hair gel one day and it's like Light oh, Larry and Reagan and someone call him yeah. exactly. Someone, someone calls, calls him a, a terrorist, terrorist, except screams mm. and I was like, "What? I don't understand." Is that because it's a, like Middle Eastern coated, dark curly hair? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I have dark curly hair. I don't think I'm Middle that, Eastern coated. I mean, that's why it fell flat because it's yeah. stupid. It doesn't make sense. I actually don't think that. I think they just like they wanted to say something. Yeah. Like I mean, aggressive. they're stealing my humor. Know. You know, I love calling people terrorists. <laughs> Not. <laughs> I've called Kitty one many a times. I called Terry Terry the terrorist. I have a season that's one. That's actually true. Yeah. Uh, I've called groups of teenage girls at. Not to their face, obviously. I'm not harassing groups of teenage girls, but groups of teenage girls at a skate park who are all skating hand in hand and taking up the entire lane. <laughs> like, no one can get by them. Terrorist. Uh, but Blaine without hair gel. It looks, looks great. Fine. Yeah, and then, I, didn't even hear, I didn't even hear this insult because I was so distracted by the fact that he apparently lives in a motel room or. Why does he live at sort? home? No, wait. Is that his childhood right? bedroom? I think it's. I think we've seen his childhood bedroom multiple times. It has looked different every time. Yes, that's the thing. <laughs> so I just, I don't Famous know where Quinn's. he's living. Because one, one time Quinn had a normal bed, bedroom. One time and she was she in like a, fireplace. a gothic manor fireplace with the Virgin Mary. <laughs> like the Crimson Peak manor. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So, and then because he comes up to Sam too and he's like, hey, uh, like, hey, it's me, Blaine. And Sam's like, dude, I don't care what you're selling. I'm not into that stuff. And I'm like, does he mean drugs or sex? Or both. Or both. Both, maybe. Yeah. Um, Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. So yeah, that joke sucked. Um, And then he went back to having gel in his hair. It was like, that was pointless. It wasted 45 seconds. (laughs) Yeah um and so there yeah he's he's having this crisis now he's like i love the world because i love tradition and stability and so then jane is like shaking up his homoerotic male only space 
mm-hmm. you know blaine is a sexist gay a little bit a little bit um, this is the Tad. current tiktok discourse that they, people say white gay men it's really like all cis gay men but people don't feel comfortable implying that people can be problematic if they're not white but uh that white gay men are like sexist and i'm like yeah i figured that out when i was like 15 like that a lot of men when they don't have a need for women or like uh women aren't serving a purpose they're gonna be dicks to them because yeah. that's all but all the warblers they have women in their lives they all they have, have friends. girlfriends they all have girlfriends they're all oh, gay yeah, yeah. Like, that was such they, a good joke look <laughs> they're like we all have girlfriends and then but the way they said it was very flamboyant yeah but it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like it's like oh is this like a postmodernist gay thing that they're coming up with like are all the gay kids postmodernists except for Kurt and Blake <laughs> they're, well, the, they're the trad gays I'm trying to get well because they're talking about like a girl in the warblers well the, imagine the sexual tension and Blaine's like aren't you all gay and I'm like I mean the audacity to tell a room of like 20 teenagers that you assume they're Every all gay one, yeah <laughs> uh like not even a bisexual to be found uh <laughs> well we don't exist um, except for bisexual awareness yeah day. Well, yep. and kurt yep. says yeah they, just one just one day yeah, yeah. and as, as kurt says they don't exist mm-hmm. it's yeah. just a yeah um it's just so, a phase it's just a phase um, um that's too real too real <laughs> and then uh yeah so then there's one who keeps being like imagine a skunk a squirrel. Yeah, and this guy's I'm pro. Like, <laughs> pro squirrels on the warblers. Me too. No, no question. Just like yeah, squirrel nut or chin from the Beatrix Potter. Yeah, great. chipmunks can sing. Yeah. yeah. Squirrels probably can sing mm-hmm. better. I My mean, mother has tamed a squirrel who lives in her backyard. Her name is Buttercup. She loves peanuts. And she was oh. actually just there for the birthday party today. We got a Buttercup appearance. Did, Buttercup did she in the warblers. Kickball? <laughs> No, she, my mom's worried because she's a little skinny. She was like, she, I got to get her some more peanuts. She has one of those picnic tables, you know, where the corn cob yeah. goes up right on the uh-huh. table. So they're like sitting at it. Yeah. Yeah. So Terry is on it. She's going to fat up Buttercup for winter. And <laughs> Terry's then she's a Disney princess. <laughs> I mean, genuinely, but we need that. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I want a movie about Buttercup. Um, yes. <laughs> Buttercup, she comes when called. Yeah. I'm, can Amazing. Buttercup be president? Yes, Buttercup for president. I think that's I, write it in. Write it down on your ballots. I'm actually going to be absentee voting this year. And as I understand it, you can vote as many times as you want when you're voting absentee, yes. like through the mail. Yeah. So if I just, if I legally do like 350 million votes for Buttercup, legally, she is the legally. president. Yeah. Legally. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in politics. I'm about to, yes. Uh, so, or uh, yeah, so they're so they're like we can't we can't and I do like because there's always that person who like gay married what's next sex with ducks like that kind of whole like discourse <laughs> yeah. you know it's like a, it's always a jump to bestiality and it's like this guy is making a pseudo bestiality <laughs> argument but just by including animals like oh we're gonna have sexual tension with the animals if we bring them in too <laughs> I mean we know about blind and birds and puppets um so they they bring him they he's like the leader is like you know why don't we just see if she can even sing great point excellent point yeah he he later doesn't seem to be that great but at first i'm like okay like it makes sense um and then he says like you have to audition and she's kind of like prickly about it but i'm like it makes sense like i feel like all of the warblers have to audition right yeah 
Yeah, but I think the line that he tells her right then was, uh, can you just put your pride aside for one yes. minute That's in yeah. audition? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? She did you really well. just say this to this person? This That's is, a serious microaggression. This is oh, actually yes. Glee kind of deconstructing their typical white night narrative and invoking it straight in other ways. Right. But the fact that like, She's not just gaga over Blaine doing this for her. Like, oh my God, thank you. She's like, yeah, like basic human rights. Um, yeah. And so uh, there- the... God forbid you have pride in the fact that you're a human. What? Yeah. <laughs> and also like clearly that like, she's facing the fact that like, they are specifically making her audition because she's a girl, not yeah. because they want to see if she's talented. Like the, that's the argument is yeah. because she's a girl. Yeah. You know, it's just like. Well, and Blaine <sighs> is at the dinner and he's talking about it. They're like, you should, everyone else is like, why is this a discussion? Like, just let mm -hmm. her audition. Like, you mm -hmm. want to be on the right side of history, you know. Blaine says the mar arc of the moral universe bends towards justice. Oh Second God. time in the series. This is what I mean by Obama-ness off the charts, Obama era. Um, because like that quote was super big and it's a great quote, but it also implies that like justice just happens without work, which mm -hmm. is not what Martin Luther King was like at all. You know, he put in the work to make justice happen, but it's very much like this kind of neoliberal idea that like, we're just going to get more progressive as time goes on. And that's not how anything works. So right. very, very, ugh, I was so annoyed. I'm like, you can't use that quote twice. You know, like use it. But they can quote. and they did. <laughs> they can and they did. But I'm complaining. <laughs> um, so uh yeah, um, so they yeah, they let her audition and she's just going, like, okay. And then he takes her to Rachel for some pointers. And I don't know why, because he will eventually be her coach if why she does gets it, on he this just team. Give her pointers. Right? Rachel's a legend. Yeah. A legend. Oh my God. Well, and this is crazy because so Samantha Ware talked about glares and being someone being mean to them. You know, so like constant hostility leading up to that I will shit in your wig. You know? Mm -hmm. So did you provide background? Not not to bring your podcast. Um, can you refresh like just yes, in context please. on this? You said shit in your I wig need three to times. Know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think we have the official context of when I, Leah Michelle said to Samantha Ware, I will shit in your way. Okay, Samantha Ware is Jane. Jane, Jane. yes. Mm -hmm. So, okay. okay, to flash back to, you know, you can listen back History to, lesson. to the Glee Boot episodes that were, I think we were in season three, maybe in uh, June 2020, uh, maybe two or three. Um, but this is right time. when Leah Michelle was dropped as a HelloFresh representative. Um, but this is so she was Celine so Michelle tweets about BLM, right? And then uh, Samantha Ware is like, it's giving Gal Gadot imagine, not exactly, but she <laughs> says, like, I experienced multiple hostile microaggressions from you, mm -hmm. um, including you saying you would shit in my wig, like, you don't act like Black Lives Matter, yeah. you made my first job in Hollywood a living hell. And you know who retreats it? Who reshares it? Uh, Amber Riley. Amber Riley, who plays Mercedes, and Alex Newell, who plays Unique, the two other mm -hmm. black leads. 
Um, and a lot of other cast members kind of were agreeing, you know, uh, Heather Morris, who plays Brittany, who seems to be kind of the neutral party in all these Glee debates, said, and I don't fault her for the way she said, I think people are assuming she's a racist. And I don't, I think it's fair to say what happens when you assume, but she says there was a lot of hostility and bad behavior on set that we shouldn't have allowed to happen. So it might be a, a step too far to just say, oh, she's a racist, but she definitely did racisms. <laughs> she did microaggressions. She used race as a weapon against people. So I don't think she like doesn't think black people should have the right to vote or something, but like, I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. I think she's just like, she's a mean, or at least at that time, and she hasn't seemed to apologize fully for it. At that time, she was a mean, horrible person who wasn't above using race to do her horribleness. Um, yes, Corey died during that time, but some people say it happened before. People say there was stuff with her and Diana Agron. There was definitely stuff with her and Naya Rivera. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the female leads she was very competitive with. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, a lot of extras have referred to her calling them cockroaches and being terrible to them. Um, so Gross. yes, I do hope she's grown. I'm not saying yes, we, Lee Michelle couldn't have possibly grown. She's always and will always be this terrible. Um, do When she was cast as Fanny Bryce, uh, Samantha Ware tweeted, yes, Broadway upholds whiteness, you know, and I have not received an apology. And maybe she has changed her behavior, but we don't know. Like, she's not made an attempt to repair these relationships. Um, so that's why people say, oh, maybe she has put the work and changed. And, you know, I she probably has tried, but she hasn't really tried to make up specifically those relationships. And so she was openly hostile to Samantha Ware during this filming. This is Samantha Ware's first episode, so it's like yeah. the beginning of the end. Yeah, and yeah. it's very early in her career, too. And and also, like, I was just re- reviewing the Variety article about it. Um, basically, that, like, she tried to speak up about it, and people were like, that's just Leah Michelle. So, Ugh. yikes. Yeah. Um, so that's so funny because you not funny but it's funny in the way that like in this scene she's like she's like why are you helping me we're opposite teens and she's like i'm a woman first i yeah. support women and it's like that has never been rachel berry i'm sorry no and rachel berry it, has always been i'm competing against every woman near me and also like it feels like i don't know maybe this is just me bringing the context from like the real life but like this also feels like racially coded in that like this this young black woman needs help from this white woman it just feels very weird uh, yeah yeah it's it yeah. is there's like no why also does she think that uh rachel is a legend why is that a thing she Blame won nationals once right yeah one yeah. time um doesn't For seem super legendary to me no. It's a high school in Ohio. It doesn't take much. But to I mean, yeah, be every also- nation, or not every nation, every, <laughs> every other high school in the nation. nation. Um, I- she also, like, she's a girl who goes to who goes to Dalton because she wants to be at Dalton because she thinks Dalton is the best. Like, why would she think Leah Michelle is the best of everything, especially since her recent, uh, like, 
the show can't yeah yeah the calamity yeah. in hollywood like like if anyone can probably be that person for her, it's going to be blaine because that would be her coach and he actually had won a lot of competitions and he's coaching an actual successful team that is still around and has been successful a really long time and it would like, be, I think it would be less racially coded in a way because he, there's like a logic, a re, IRL logic of he's the coach. Yes, and exactly. And he's helping her. And the thing is, because also Rachel never needed help like that. Rachel always just had it. Yeah. And I necessarily even think that Jane thinks that Rachel's a legend. I feel, I don't feel like she hardly even knows her, but Blaine was like, this is Rachel, yeah. she's a legend. And Jane was like, oh my God, she's going to help me. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but what was her problem like she was she like nervous about auditioning like oh this is my first time ever like, no, singing there is no there, problem. exactly i was like so why did she, she need to go see rachel pick a song they're trying yeah, to give finally they're trying to give rachel character development essentially they they're waited, trying to give her a teacher moment yeah they waited five seasons they're like fuck we need to develop our protagonist <laughs> yeah uh, and then so now she's a girl boss she's feminist she supports other women but the thing is you see the tension. You, it doesn't seem genuine. Yeah. It doesn't, because honestly, I don't know. You know, I'm not a woman, but I feel like in my mind, if I want to show like women supporting women, it's just them doing it. They're not like, I'm here to support yeah. you because you're a woman. It's just like, hey, yeah, I'll help. You know, like it's exciting time for you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so happy for everything you're going to get to experience. You know, like not just like, it just felt so fake and performative and you felt the tension between these two actresses. And then she like pulls out her, she's like, give me your iPad, iPod or whatever. I'm like, I did not give my technology to adults. Um, and then uh, like, do not be looking at my search history. And then- Also the she, fact that she could just like start scrolling on it. I was like, she would have been like, what's your password? What's your password? <laughs> I see yep. Baby Shark is the most played song. So <laughs> that's what you're really feeling. Guess that's your audition. Um, which honestly, Glee was moments away. Like Glee would do Baby Shark. <laughs> well, yeah, they did oh, what, sure. the, what the Fox say. So yeah, of course. And Friday. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, so she's like, Janelle Monet's tightrope. It sounds like we have our song. And put just put your head up and set up straight, whatever bullshit advice. Make eye contact with the audience. And Which you can't all do. you can't do that. This is all like assuming that like she's never performed before. It was very, um, the word that I can't remember where you're like, yes, condescending. That is exactly it. I was going to say talking down to someone. Um, and that is it. But she doesn't seem like she has been condescended. She like accepts it. And that's, what's really weird to me is like, Blake kidnapped her from her school and took her Two and a half She's hours along to with it. Mima. She's like, I just <laughs> from just, Columbus. Yeah, sure, I'll put my head up. <laughs> Take me home. <laughs> yeah, it's it, like, it was just like that. It was very bad writing because it would not happen that way. Well, and no. again, Hannah just points the Google right. Google, use Google Maps, Ryan. Energy of like the way they treat Dalton as if it is just like a town over or it's in the same town. They're gonna do it again because is, that's what Blaine did, and he transferred yeah. because spoiler yep. alert. She transfers, and I'm like, where does her family live? Yeah, it just How is make, she going to get to school you, two hours away? It makes logical sense that you would have a public and a private school in, like, the same town. Exactly. Just yeah. put it in the same fucking town. Or it's, like, a town over, like, oh, yeah, that's, like, East Lima. Even if it's, yeah. you know, like, not real, like, 
Yeah. Yeah. The Dalton's in East Lima. Cool. Yeah. It's like 20 minutes away. Do you think that they think that like rural areas only have one school? I mean, Lima, Ohio, not being even that super rural. Right. You, Again, do you think they only have I zero research went into this the, show? Never underestimate the inability of Californians to understand what goes on anywhere else in the country. Oh, yeah, really. Man. Well, I mean, also, if you think about it, okay, so, like, for you guys to go, like, four miles, it could take you three hours in L.A., but yeah. in Ohio, it takes you ten minutes, you know? And they just don't understand that concept, so they think something that is actually two hours away on a map they're like oh that won't take that long it's like 20 minutes yeah you know mm. they think out. google already adds in the la traffic to the time uh, but it's uh, just going google down an ohio highway traffic. Yeah. <laughs> i had this discussion on my last episode too because sam was going to take serious? when to color me mine and you guys were like where's the nearest color me mine and i was like well let me tell you two hours away so yeah, they are like uh, where we? yeah. So then Jane auditions with tightrope. Everyone's super into it, even the squirrel guy. Um, yeah, they're all dancing around, and then the the captain or whatever comes up and is kind of like stern. She finishes the song and they handshake, and it's like great. But then they decide that you wear a brotherhood, and we're gonna keep it our little homoerotic brotherhood. Um, yeah I mean like she's waiting outside and looks super like pumped like hopeful like obviously she killed it in there because she did so they would give her a spot um and they don't honestly you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna expose men a little bit in that maybe uh, it's just my personal experience but every most times when you're I'm in an all-male space whether it's sports teams or like ultra boys, a little gay. Now I'm not saying everyone, every guy is gay. I'm just saying there's like a little bit of that energy mm-hmm. to all male spaces, and that's fine. It's not a problem, right? But I'm just saying when people like really freak out that now a woman is entering, the main thing that is leaving the chat, the main two things that leave the chat when a woman enters is super overt misogyny and gayness, a little like that little homoerotic energy. So that's what the war boys don't want to lose. That's interesting. I mean, they've got, they got a lot of that energy going around. Um, but I, I also don't understand. I mean, I do, but I don't. And I think maybe like at this point, I was like, okay, I understand she's disappointed, but why would she want to be in a group that clearly doesn't want her because she's a woman? But then also, like we were going back and saying, you know, progress happens when people fight against those ideals Mm -hmm. so I also get that but also like not that I feel like I know this character because I don't really know her we just met her but like I feel like yeah go somewhere else where you will actually be wanted and not have to like constantly worry that people are gonna be talking about you behind your back and I well she I mean that's literally part of the conversation that she has with Blaine yeah Yeah. well which Maybe this is just a Catholic school thing, but in my mind, when there's an all-male school, there's usually an equivalent all-female school. Right, but I, yeah. they're not Catholic-affiliated. I think, yeah. no. I think maybe that is maybe just, like, a Catholic thing so that, like, obviously, you know, you want to keep, you know, yeah. Jesus and the 12 apostles apart <laughs> for all the opposite sexes, but, like, that's probably the reason why they have the brother-sister schools. But not only that, but, like, when you're in a high school... 
for any male activity, there's going to be the equivalent female activity. Not that, always. Not, Title nine, they have I, a very specific like ratio yes. they have to meet. But now that she's the only woman there at this school, I have no idea how that would affect. No, that's yeah, why, exactly. That's, yeah, so that's like, a good point. But how are yeah. all gender schools legal without the equivalent? Because I'm very aware of like the equivalency mm-hmm. of like Title IX. Because I remember them teaching us about that with the sports teams in college and how like, hey, if we added a football team, we'd have to add a ton of women's sports too. You know, like to like make up for all that you know like just like how that works um which that's i think that's it it makes sense like how you know that they're trying to give people equal opportunities um so i don't i i never really thought of it until this point like how do all gender schools without an equivalent work um well honestly i think in this case like realistically they would have to have a group of girls join right yeah and then that's the thing is that just one wouldn't be able to get anywhere because she's the only girl which is a shame but also it's like but then if she says she wanted to go to dalton because of the academic excellence but then then she she goes to a school where it's supposedly equal, but there's clearly an active caning policy, which is like could get very like racially uh but she's racist. She's only going there for the arts. Right. So it's like they <laughs> so don't have art. Art They're literally an anti-art school. Yeah. It's, it, her decision <laughs> makes sense, but doesn't make sense based on her yeah. first reason why she goes to Dalton. Yeah. So it's like, like they just Ryan just wanted to uh, Mr. Murphy just wanted to like insert like this little like oh we're gonna push for you know women title nine whatever it is just to have that and then completely get rid of it well because Blaine is like I'm gonna fight I'm gonna you know like (laughs) she's like please don't yeah he's like I'm gonna threaten to quit yeah he's doing the white savior and she's like why Mm -hmm. would you threaten to quit so I can join a club where no one wants me and I'll be fighting for every airtime you know it was absolutely ridiculous if someone I I guarantee you she left because he did that because (laughs) he did that because when you have something like that hanging over your head like yeah, for if, instance, Blaine, if Blaine quit and then they all hated her. Yeah, something like that is not good. That's why you you don't do things specifically for your significant other. Like you don't transfer schools. Exactly. Like just like it's <laughs> it's the it's the same sort of logic. Like it's not an equivalent exchange, and then people um get this in our word, and I can't remember. Resentment. It that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks cullen <laughs> read my mind today <laughs> yeah. i love yeah. this like deeply nuanced conversation about gender um i didn't think of any of this because i could not move past blaine's outfit of the for <laughs> i wrote it down plaid shirt brown tweed jacket mustard yellow pants and orange and brown pattern bow tie because he absolutely looked like gonzo from a muppet christmas carol <laughs> <laughs> and it was so, so bad so me <laughs> Uh, that I is... could not see anything else. <laughs> That's accurate, though. That is what Gonzo like wears. <laughs> I... Mark and I were Gonzo and Rizzo for Halloween two years ago, so I have put, <laughs> I experienced. I have put together a Gonzo Halloween costume, and it was Blaine's outfit in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing is just dumb because it doesn't end up having really well, I'm assuming it's not going to really have any effect because they're introducing characters, new characters that, uh, frankly, I don't give a fuck about only because this is the last season. I know it's ending. Like, no offense to Jane, but like, why would I get invested in your story when it's literally going to be 11 more episodes? Yeah. You know, Jane's yeah. story would have made sense in season four instead of yeah. a Marley if she wanted to transfer to this school that just won nationals. And yeah, had all yeah. these bit, you know, had they really, you know, like, yeah. And so that's the thing. I think this is a common thing. And I don't know if I 100% agree with this take, but a lot of people say the season six newbies are what the season four newbies should have been because the season six newbies are, are their own characters and they aren't just like rehashes. Yes. Of yeah. The yeah. Because tropes. Roderick, like, there hasn't really been a Roderick on mm-hmm. Glee. That's yeah. interesting. There really hasn't really been a Jane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but also Roderick is a black man to sing a song performed and written by a black man, but they didn't have one, so they had to do Roderick. Mm. Am I wrong? Yeah. No. Um, I mean, black male representation in things targeted at young people in the fantasy genre, or just men of color in general, and those it's like actually pretty scarce. It's often white yeah. men and women of color. Because, also, like, think about Jake. Like, Jake, yeah. like, he was a playboy, and then he was, like, going straight for a while. And, and like, then he was a playboy be, again. Yeah, because the story demanded it, or the writers demanded it. Uh, has there ever been a black male Disney lead? The Just, men of color leads are Disney Aladdin. lead. Uh, the guy from Brother Bear, Kenai. Um, yep. You know, voiced by white men, I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the guy from Hero from uh, Big Hero Six. Um, and love interest, you have Shang and Muan, you have Naveen in Prince yeah. of the Frog, yep. who is, is who kept who's, purposely yeah. ambiguous. Yeah, I was like, he's like I think Brazilian? he's kind of South. <laughs> I think there's some Indianness. Okay. But you know, so it's just. Uh, you know, like I was just thinking because in the current season that just ended up high musical musical the series, they introduced like a black male character who can sing and like he was he's an interesting character and it, it just made you realize how actually rare that is right. in the genre of both musical, like young adult and like fantasy, like those genres. Um yeah, and that's a little little upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember when I was in grad school with the RAs I supervised, one of the white girls always wanted to call uh, an Afro-Latino man a cop because he took his job seriously. And he's going to be like, mm, one of you is more likely to have a positive experience with cops than the other, no matter how socially liberal you're going to be. So um, Oof. <laughs> that's a lot to unpack. And sorry if the other of you are listening, um, but I don't think you are. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh yeah so basically i i really i want to care about these characters because like you said they're new like this isn't what we got with marley etc like 
But also I'm like, the show is so like close to ending. 11 episodes yeah. left. I'm like, why do I care? Like, I'm just trying to get to the end <laughs> with the characters that I know from season one, frankly. Because well, did you- Jane exist to drum up drama between like Blaine and Rachel? Like, is that kind of the purpose? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, for but, sure. Oh, I mean, that's, that's also problematic in itself too. Yeah, because if she had actually made a logical decision on which school to go to, she probably would have chosen like... Um, wherever will is teaching because they yeah. have an actual program and for singing which wants to do can travel anywhere in ohio well yes. carmel in ohio is closer to akron no. and that's gonna be like four wills in parma no it's called carmel i don't think it's a real thing but it's around akron no that no. is a real thing they have a high is school it? yeah yeah, yeah. Carmel high school is a thing yeah well my sister where, lives in that's where there. so i can say that yeah. Okay, cool. me if I'm so wrong. yeah, it's still like from Lima. No, I added like, my location again. Can you please bleep? <laughs> yes, I will. I will go through and bleep it. Promise. Okay. Um. Stop me. Uh, high school graduate, Alyssa. T- <laughs> <laughs> Full time remote, uh, always in my house. Hang. <laughs> Come find me, and uh, let's talk about Glee. Let's talk about two specific episodes of Glee. Why <laughs> this window and uh, yeah it's yeah so yeah she so blaine's upset that she switches and i'm like wouldn't you just respect because like rachel's just like she transferred Listen, like she has a much better reason no offense to blaine to switch schools than he did yeah mm-hmm. and so yeah. he's like you stole her and it's like for once like rachel is in the right like rachel's like she yeah wanted she is. to come here and blaine's just being irrational and then kurt says something about karofsky i think and uh Blaine is like you just you've been no Blaine says Kurt did it to get back at him for being with Karofsky he pretty much goes off the deep end which once again we're seeing nothing to do with this decision no nothing not even Rachel but dark Blaine we're seeing Blaine from season five tested like that really selfish unhinged Blaine that like Mm -hmm. most of the time Blaine is unhinged still but like Kind of like fun and cute and nice, and then everyone's Is that the one like, where he's eating ice cream all the time? Yeah, where he's like gaining weight, as in they're having him yeah. wear baggy clothing, and he's like, "I liked when you were weak and needed me." Like that really, like right? Okay. He suddenly becomes so self-aware to like a like a sociopathic level of like, oh god, um, yeah, it's just so petty, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I guess you are only like 19, but still, um, so whatever, um. And poor Roderick is there for the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like, I'm just gonna um, leave. Yeah, I don't, like, no. I don't want to be in this club anymore. <laughs> and then uh, Madison and whatever join Mason and Madison. Uh, they all. Oh, there's another plot. Okay. Um, who <laughs> hates that the Glee Club is back? How's she gonna get back at them? Postmodern gay. Earlier, Kurt comes in, is talking to postmodern gay Spencer, and he's like. Spencer's like, I don't like Comes these. into the locker room. That, let's clarify. Mm-hmm. Comes into the locker room yep. where yes. children are getting dressed. Yep. Can continue. And there he's like, everyone's just going to see you as gay. Like, no one will ever not see you as gay. And he's, Spencer's like, that's not my entire personality. I don't like drag race and, like, all this stuff. And I don't like show tunes. And the thing is, like, th- th- this is a rare Glee conversation where I kind of see both sides point. Mm-hmm. Where... More, almost more Spencer's as much as I like fucking hate this character like as much as he's an asshole 
he does have a point where like he doesn't just have to do traditionally gay things yeah. and that maybe his classmates don't see him as gay first because that's more about masculinity than it is about gayness and yeah, because- especially because specifically the thing that kurt wants him for is singing which is not like a gay thing right yeah yeah and it's it's like the things that we code as gay are just like things that are quote-unquote aren't as masculine so it's like and it, it maybe it makes sense if spencer wants to sing but he would feel embarrassed just about the act of singing but that's we we've literally already been don't there. even we've been there we don't even know if he can sing he sings in the final number i don't think he can sing not i heard this, it in not impressed in this conversation <laughs> we have no idea yeah, that he just, can sing like, or not there's like you're a gay they just want, the gay club yeah they just want <laughs> yeah. bodies on the stage and they preferably want gay and female bodies <laughs> and so he's like yeah he's talking to, and kurt's like you know like i was the kicker right he's like uh and transformative. Like, transformative. transformative for this high school. But Kurt was kind of transformative for this high school. He did push a lot of boundaries, but Spencer's like, we don't need to do that anymore. And Kurt's like, we paved the way. And he's like, modern family paved the way, he, which is so no, meta. He's like, he's like, I'm like, you're on our shoulders kind of thing. And it's like, sure, yeah. But also like, there are definitely, other, but also what doesn't make sense is like, Kurt has only been out of high school for two years. Yeah. Modern Family has been on since like 2008. Like, so one could say then that Modern Family has been paving the way before Kurt got to high school. So, okay, here's the thing. Here's the, here's my, so Kurt is right in that, you know, now the, that older generations of queer people have allowed queer people to have the life that we have now. Do we owe them anything? Do we owe them respect? Yeah. Do we owe them joining a glee club? No. 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 Especially uh, if you have no interest in being in glee club. Yeah. Like if he just wants to play sports and like that's not his thing. I get it because I've been in spaces where people are trying so hard to like perform gayness and all they want to talk about is drag race and uh, like Real Housewives. And that's not me. And that's not interesting to me. And it, I, I'm not having a great time. So like I even though I'm not like a, I'm a masked up like that's why I fucking hate Spencer, but like he has the right to like just do the things he wants to do. But he Especially... clocks Kurt like very quickly, like, no, I see what you're doing, but that's not who I am. Like I am I happen to be gay, but I also am just doing my own thing. He's so like, it's like two guys tried to beat me up and I beat them up or whatever. And yeah. like No, he didn't. First off, he got the little pencil arms and there's that gym in the locker room that he sits down and starts benching in the middle of the conversation. And he apparently knows what we paused. We counted. There are 205 pounds on that bench. He was not casually with those little tiny pencil arms benching 205 while his conversation with Kurt. Absolutely not. You're absolutely right. That's all. That's all. all. Thank you. I am right. (laughs) Moving on yeah so it's it's like i get it but spencer should be like spencer's right in that you know by 2015 i think there it was less lucky for people just to be to like blatantly hate you for being gay you know especially high schoolers like maybe they wouldn't get it or something but they're just like okay whatever you know especially in this school where like kurt and other people like like unique had made pretty big strides in trying to change things but then but also, if you think about it, Sue is the principal of the school. So how are those two things existing 
in the same place. Well, I, as wonder, I don't understand. Well, Spencer is thin, white, able-bodied. True. Yeah. So I don't think Sue at this point has a problem. Also, right. probably an integral part of the football team. Yeah, Spencer is has the same energy as that TikTok of the gay guy talking about why he votes Republican. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's. Yeah, so Spencer's annoying, but he has a point because Kurt's like, you're gay first. Like, you're gay first, a person later. You know, like, everyone will just see you as gay. And Spencer's like, unlike you, being gay isn't my whole personality. And, like, as Alyssa's boyfriend said, oh, that guy's gay. You know, like, with Kurt, like, that's his whole personality. And that's Mm -hmm. part of the error or the way gay characters were written at that time. You know, Mm -hmm. but, like, Spencer doesn't have to do that. Um, and he can make different choices. Um, but it is, he also is right that like being gay, like you can't over, you can't mask away the gayness. Um, that it's is interesting that Ryan Murphy even wrote a character this complex, like after writing Kurt, who in season one, like his whole thing was being gay. And then like six seasons later, he introduces like a character with more dimension like this. Like, I don't yeah. want to give him props. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> well, she used the word interesting. But it is in, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like it's only a foil to Kurt. Right. Yeah. yeah. He exists it, he, purely to yeah. be a foil. Yeah. 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 And, but, you know, there, it is interesting because Kurt's essentially having a conversation. Oh, Glee made it okay to be gay. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, it was modern family, which I get that a lot from people. Um, but, I'm, I'm on Team Glee in this one. I think Glee did more because I think, yes, young kids were watching Modern Family, but I think more, they were internalizing they're going more to, Glee. But they're also going to... They uh, work together. Like, they're going to relate eight. more to Kurt than they are to... Uh, I Cam and Mitch. Name. Yeah, Cam and Mitch. Like, yeah. like the, there yeah. are adults in careers who, are ha- who have a child. But, like, Kurt is, like, just trying to figure out this whole thing called life. You know, he's a teenager. So, yeah. Can can we then propose that Glee did for a younger generation what Modern Family did for an older generation? I I think that's that that could be accurate. I think the Modern Family was showing how gays can fit into a capitalist, semi-heteronormative family structure. Yeah, they were normalizing it for people. Like, basically, like, here are some gay people in your living room on TV. And Glee was more edgy, and that appealed to younger people, because not only were they going, Glee was more like, I think there's definitely more homophobia plot lines in Glee. Um, yeah, which I'm not saying Modern Family needs to do a lot of homophobic episodes, but you know, Glee was also a drama. It's an hour long show. There's it's going to mm-hmm. tackle that stuff more. So I think they're both right, um, but I do think because people always say, "Oh, well, Modern Family," and I'm like, I I do think you're underselling. People are do undersell the impact Glee had. Um, yeah, I because 100% agree. We look back and it's cringy, but like how it affected like I don't think I was fully aware of gay people existing until Kurt and Glee you know like and that got people people talking about it you know it like you know as a midwestern kid I wasn't in California and New York seeing these gay couples like you know and or being exposed to any media where gay people were allowed or were in it because like my parents wouldn't be bringing those movies in but if now on the tv in prime time and they don't like know that it's coming that's not the premise like huge you know so it's 
yeah, people undersell Glee's impact as much as I've like made a mini career. It's not a career I'm not getting paid of roasting Glee. Like <laughs> I do think this we is have my job. To, we have to give it props for that. And so I, I do think that, that that added another layer to the Kurt Spencer. One of, yeah. the, one of the, yeah, the things that I, I just got in this conversation is I graduated high school in 2012 and Same. I went to the coronation ceremony for my little brother. And one of the girls on homecoming for it was escorted by another girl. And I was talking to my friends and I was like, never in 2012, never. And there's so mm-hmm. many people. I'm like, remember when, it, cause there's all these like kids in high school who are like open and out. And I was talking to my friends and I was like, remember when you had to like wait to graduate high school to be gay? <laughs> like you had to yeah. put a hot stopper on it. And it's, it's so different over only, it's literally been 10 years. Like everything is so, so, so different. So especially that line with like Santana had sex with a Latina lesbian. I was like, was that still cringy? I feel right. like we made very fast progress. It did. It cha- yeah. We ch- a lot has changed in those ten years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so different from when we were in high school. And I think Lee's commenting on that. But I mean, also, like, is a character like Spencer really watching Modern Family and connecting no, with? Absolutely Mitch? not. That's yeah. why. Yeah. That's what I have a problem with. I was like, you're just like weirdly, like obviously it's meta, but it's like weirdly simplifying this this conversation, and it's like. I don't know. Yeah, because professional athletes only started coming out as gay in like the past couple of years. Yeah. I don't think that was even common in 2015. Yeah, same thing with country singers. I think like it was like one of the first country singers like literally two years ago. Yeah. um, Like coming out and like being proud and stuff. So it's like there are certain subsets of pop culture that still haven't progressed. Yeah, And like what's weird, I think that's also something interesting to point out is that like he is a football player and yeah I think like mainstream players sort of being open about their sexuality has been sort of a recent thing yeah because uh football is one of the least gay sports I'm just gonna aesthetically yeah, I mean, they tackle each other on the ground yeah. yeah yeah no I mean there is a lot of gayness the in football pants. but I, I you wear a lot more layers though in football than in other sports yeah I would, I just, yeah, football, I'm like, it is very homoerotic, but in my mind, it's also a very straight sport. And I could see even in 2015 in Ohio, being a football player would actually be difficult on a, because you're, you're in a situation where you are undressing and that mm-hmm. particular brand that's associated with football would be particularly hostile to that. Right. As opposed to like a soccer, I think sometimes you had locker rooms, but usually we just showed up to the field in our uniform, mm-hmm. you know, like, Yeah. Um, also, anything European is a little gay. Um, Legally Blonde said it. Um, so, yeah, that's really Spencer. He sings a little bit in the... They sing home at the end. They're like, it's time for homecoming. They're driving a golf... glossing over the Tom Brady... Oh, flashlight. We have to, because this... Oh, my God. This literal principal offers one of her students a sex toy, which I'm pretty sure is a crime. Yep. She she writes in her journal Grooming. she needs she needs a po- postmodern gay to take down the uh the glee club because she hates that it's back and Spencer's like um I can't be bought because she's like oh I can bribe Coach Beast to make you the football coach or whatever and he's like I or the football quarterback he's like I can't be bought and you're gonna have to do better than that so that I think that was supposed to be his save the cat moment I yeah. Again, I'm I like, don't care about him. I'm yeah. sorry. He's, he's the, the least, least interesting, interesting of the new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our 
entire conversation about how like interesting his character is is kind of nullified by the fact that he's not actually interesting. not like, as a character he's not interesting but <laughs> the idea of his character could be interesting yes, but at the, exactly at the end of the day he's just another white football player who they're trying to convince to join glee club which they did finn yeah. sam now spencer yeah and there was Ryder in the middle too yeah oh yeah Ryder was a football player it's like do what they know they other sports exist and they're just like we oh. we bought these football uniforms in bulk yeah no they don't have <laughs> basketball they don't have. Yeah, this they don't play have basketball. Anything. They don't bowling, golf. Yeah, it's cheerleading. And cheerleading. It's Ohio. There's only football. They do and cheerleading. have cheerleading. Yeah. So there you go. Title nine approved. So they. Uh, they 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 get it's a football game. He doesn't want the custom Tom molded Tom Brady flash flashlight, which like. I. You know what? I think you don't get that for anyone who's not from Boston. A man in Boston, regardless of sexuality, that'd be a hit. Yeah, I'm but trying to think of like too who, miscalculated. Who on the Browns would have been not even the Browns? It would have had to been the Colts. Peyton Manning. I know who you that know? is. Yeah, I just want to clarify. It, it, it would have to be Indiana because like, the Browns. It's it's, it's shaped like Tom Brady's like butthole like that's, that's to what we're saying yeah yeah did tom brady willingly give a cast maybe he would i think tom brady would i mean doesn't he kiss his kids on the mouth he's a little weird those are two very separate things call it but mark informed me of yesterday of a world i didn't know apparently there are pornographic stars porn stars if you will, who make and sell custom flashlights that yes. are supposedly like shaped like I didn't know about this. And like yeah, he and said they're all fake. Like they're all just the same. People have actually like done this this map and they all well, because how much I don't know. Maybe I'm just like because how different they do that than with an dildos too. Be? This is all news to me. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, it but that was what was I think it was just so weird because Tom Brady, I think, is because he was just like the biggest star at the time. Well, he's like, yeah. was like, but like, why? I don't think this can be hot. No, and he was old at this point. I think he may have been retired at this point. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady still. I, I'm not like into Tom Brady. I think he still fits conventional attractiveness. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And Peyton Manning is, I think, conventionally attractive, but he's not like he's not like Tom Brady hot. Yeah, like Tom Brady can be hot looking. What? Name a Name. third football player. Eli Manning. Uh, uh, I don't know um, if I can. Oh. Oh, name. Tiki Barber. You're welcome. I know lots of football player names. Oh, Tiki Barber has been very far. Uh, the Giants player. Oh, gosh. Um, are I... you so surprised that your friend is so like. I don't know. Like, who told you that? <laughs> Uh, I just, uh, there's uh, the one on the Saints. Um, Brett, um, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, yeah. Brett Favre. Brett. He does Levi's commercials. I regret asking. Jeans. Um, I'm getting burdened with knowledge right I now. Think I think there's too many football players. 
<laughs> we need we need a new plague. <laughs> just cancel cancel thing. I was talking with my uncles and I was I had an unpopular opinion, but I was like, you know, I know football is very culturally important to this country, but I would shed no tears if it stopped being a thing. Oh, like I think absolutely. it's the worst sport. Like. I still don't fully I think get baseball it. is, is baseball is pretty bad. I was I said it. Baseball I was like, is Maybe not baseball. fun to watch in person or, or on, TV. on TV. It's just not fun. All right. So they sing home at the end. They get on the the right. <laughs> sorry after a sports tangent about ending football. Uh, they they get on the they drive the golf cart through the school hallway. I have been dragged on a golf cart before. Golf cart Ooh. safety is important. Caddy, my first 18 holes, bleeding out my knees, shorts caked in blood. That's how I learned the rich don't care. I was not tipped well. Um, I was 15. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Is this an abuse of child labor laws? Yeah, well, because it was being a golf caddy is one of the few jobs you can get, you know, when you're mm-hmm. underage. And they can, because but, like, of the tips, fact that you were literally, yeah. like, uh, essentially abused. I mean, yeah, and uh, you could be paid under minimum wage because you got tips. Well, I always hated that system. So so. fucked. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So they sing home. They dance around. Blaine and Krosky, I guess they did both graduate from here, sort of, or go there. They're there watching the fireworks. Kurt and Rachel share a little moment. Fireworks. Want to be there? Yeah, fireworks at a high school homecoming. What's the budget for this? But also, like, why would Krosky want to be there? Like, that was the school. Like, he left because he was bullying Kurt. Oh. Yeah, but I guess is that why he left? Yeah. He was forced to leave, and then he got outed, and then he left. Well, no, didn't he get outed at McKinley no. and then he left? Yeah. He was outed thought... at the other school. Okay. Because I the thought that peanut butter he... show circle up. Oh, triggered. Yeah. Um, but that but I guess it's Blaine's alma mater, sort of. Yeah. I mean, literally, he did graduate from there. Um, yeah. so they uh everyone's there, they're dancing around the new directions, the new new directions, the new 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 directions <laughs> have little <laughs> flower things that like banners or there are four of them now yeah and i only i only have confirmed two out of four of their names and spencer sings and then kurt sam and Artie peek around the corner um because they're the guys so i guess at least they have a legal ability to be in this locker room uh also mike chang didn't show up he was busy um he has a life he has a life uh tina is spending time with Artie. don't like it nope Tina gets a bit better. Um, also, I think Kevin McHale is one of the celebrity guests on the ce- current celebrity Peter drag celebrity race. Celebrity drag race, and I he's like, in the final four. I saw the performance. Like I was having to like be with friends who are watching because I didn't actually watch it. And I was like, oh, that's Kevin McHale. Like right yeah. off the bat, I was like, because <laughs> um, it's like secret. Spoilers, Colin. Yeah, spoilers for Drag Race on Glee Boo. Secret. So if you if you're one of the ten people who watches Secret Celebrity Drag Race, um, you're gonna wanna. <laughs> yeah um so they uh yeah so that's the end of the episode we have a new glee club yay and i only know two of their names the evil has not yet been defeated (laughs) they need 12 they need 12 well do they because some seasons they don't 
Well, sometimes they just grab random cheerleaders. And what's her name? And Joe. What's his name? Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe Hart. Uh, Mm -hmm. Disappeared off the face of the earth. I don't even know if they graduated. They probably transferred schools. Maybe they, maybe they're like, same as Finn. They died. And then (laughs) they're still, they're still haunting the choir room though. Mm, okay. We're haunting the set of the Glee project. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm. Um. So, I guess that takes us to da, 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 Tina time. time. Oh, I missed it. We actually yeah. got to. Do oh, <laughs> we got to do Tina time. Um. Tina had. Five I counted five. Five. Oh my gosh! Same yes. count. Yes. Five lines for Tina. Woohoo! I was so happy to have her back. She was spitting truth the whole time. She's their meta, like, she's, she's so, their meta voice. She like, they, from she the, just, it's so refreshing. She went from the messy bitch to now she's the salty bitch. Like, she's there. Yeah. She knows this choir room is unjust. She knows this universe is unjust. And she's like, yeah, I'll call it out. So what? What she's are you going to do? Still parking the, the show? Car. You did that already. And I'm back. Yeah, but she does so she does put up with parking parking the rental car. Um, yeah, that was sad. I was I was sad for her. Yeah. I'm 100 percent certain they all were like, oh yeah, we'll Venmo you for the rental car. No, they didn't. She they didn't, didn't Venmo her. Mm-mm. They let no. it all on her. Probably like it's what it's Lima, Ohio. They came to the Columbus Airport. It's probably like a solid 70 bucks, and that's on Tina. Mm. Um, so I guess MVPs and LVPs. Alyssa. Elissa. Who's your least valuable um, player? Literally, no, I'm shocked. Nobody stood out to me for either the MVP or LVP. Mm-hmm. And I did have to pick based on just like my emotions in that moment. Uh, my LVP, I just want to call it Mr. Schuster for Crimes Against Humanity, specifically in this episode, serving a salad and a sad plate of caprese at his dinner party with no <laughs> indication there was anything else cooking. In any capacity, he didn't have like an apron on indicating he was like roasting some sort of poultry or anything. He just had some caprese drizzled in balsamic and a salad with croutons. Crimes. You're so right because he's like dinner is served because they're sitting on the couch as dinner is served and they're just eating salad. That's the only thing on the table. (laughs) You're so right. That's an LA dinner party. That is not an Ohio dinner party. That's what these actors eat. That's not what... You can go to prison in Ohio for serving caprese and salad at a dinner party. Yeah, and that salad didn't have nearly enough ranch on it. Uh -uh. Um, And there's no ranch on the table. Like, what are they supposed to do? Yeah, there's no dressing. It was just, like, Parmesan cheese and croutons on romaine. Crimes, LVP. They should have had the writers, you know how, like, when, like, Disney makes, like, Encanto, right? They, like, send people to Columbia. They should have sent writers to Ohio to, like, experience the culture. The <laughs> culture of Hidden Valley. <laughs> they should have seen, a, they needed to go to Denny's at, like, 2 a.m., where there was, like, a cast party of a high school theater show. Yes, yes, the yes. worst people. I can say it because I did it. It was one of my first times at a restaurant without my parents, and I didn't know I needed to tip, and I didn't tip. <gasps> This is my confession. I'm always a really good tipper, but one time I didn't tip. I'm sorry. Waitress at Denny's. Uh, <laughs> um, I have none of these answers prepared because, again, nothing 
of value or <laughs> lack of value stood out to me. Um, but mad. LVP, I'm going to go with Sue for offering a sex toy to a student. Oh, yeah. Rough. <laughs> no. Oh. What do you think, Suki? <laughs> Um, she agrees with me in that my uh, LVP is Blaine um, mm. because the okay, <laughs> yeah, there's no. there's the outfit, there's the fact that he is definitely like in his own little universe and does not empathize at all with this this young lady at the school and like tries to become her white savior and fails miserably because nobody wants that and it like ends up twisting the entire thing into this little infuriating knot of like manipulation by somehow Rachel and Kurt makes no sense I hated him this episode. I hated everything that he stood for and what was going on in every single part of the story. Would you perhaps call him a terrorist? Um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Colin. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking Blaine, but now is it, is it just all men? Is it all men? Because I'm like, Sam and the is Mercedes a virgin thing and then when Artie's drawing Quinn's boobs Sam kind of nods like yeah like that's a good thing to do and like Artie's talking about sugar being hot he's drawing the boobs um he's a jerk to Kitty um Kurt does literally nothing uh Puck's annoying yeah uh men hashtag all men hashtag all men <laughs> Spencer was annoying like all men we're at the point in Glee at season six, I feel like you just named all the things that like, that's how Artie is. That's how Sam is. Like their LVP for just the way they have been. <laughs> We're just a reflection of the cast from season six when Smith where is like, are we really going to take this shit? And they're like, that's just Leah Michelle. <laughs> well, like the thing is, I generally like Sam and Blaine. Um, I think Blaine. Sam can be very endearing and so can Blaine. Like, uh, Sam said something at the dinner party that was like, ah, like he was like something like very like, yeah, we're all going to support each other or something like something very like, but he still also like, I feel like the writers just think men suck. So they make them all suck. And not in like a sassy, like feminist men suck way in like a, oh, this is what men are like. Yeah. yeah exactly. it's, it's not that they think that men suck. It's that they think that's the way men are. Yeah. And there's a difference between those. Well, it's kind of the same thing. It's kind but... of the same, but like <laughs> men just suck. That's just how they are. And that's like, acceptable yeah, exactly. behavior. Which is interesting because like they were kind of anti-women a lot in the past. Well, I think they just think uh men are a bunch of like dirty, filthy pigs, and women are a bunch of like shrieking harpies. I yeah. mean, I went to the place of shrieking harpy. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically the Where's one the in the, the Chronicles of Narnia <laughs> that screams at Aslan as they go to the stone table. It's really that heartbeat. Yeah, that's me. 
that's me. I was in that. I was in that Can story. I be the one in the left unicorn? She gets to eat a person. <laughs> yes, the one who eats that witch. Yeah. How many pop yes. culture harpies are there? I want a, I want a harpy. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's some in there's multiple in Greek mythology, but those are the only two harpies I can think of in media. Okay, I'm all the collective Greek mythological harpies. <laughs> there's, oh, there's a Jason in the Argonauts movie where the harpies are like stealing their food. That sounds mm. like me. All right, yeah. <laughs> Stealing food. Got it. I love all those, like, it's like those Buffy quizzes that, like, every woman is a character from Parks and Rec and a smoothie and a Pixar fandom. Like, those, like, three, it's like every woman is a harpy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like three options. Um, so, okay, yeah. Um, MVPs. Elisa, who is your MVP? Again, absolutely nobody stood out to me, so I had to give it to Santana for being hot. I simply am obsessed with her post-graduation mini dress wardrobe they put her in. I She has never looked better than she has in season six, um, and she is my saving grace in this entire show. Mm. Despite being Rachel Berry coded, I have a very serious soft spot for Santana. Also, Mark commentary. He, I was talking about like all the tragedies that befell the Glee, Glee cast, and he was like, oh, she's the girl I drowned in the lake. And I was like, yeah, it was like super horrible. And he's like, I heard about that on my true crime podcast because there's like conspiracy theories around it. Do you guys know that? No. He's I like, didn't know it was her. I figured there would be conspiracies. There would be, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's also the conspiracy that like Glee is cursed and that like these people yeah. befall terrible fates. Wow. So. Yeah. Um, Santana, I do want to give an honorable mention to all the students in the library who were so dedicated to their studies that they let a man sing full volume for two straight days and <laughs> didn't even notice. Good for them. <laughs> um, similarly to the Santana point, I'm gonna go with Quinn because for her bleach blonde hair and Bob, I loved it. Oh. It looked so good. It She's was in really into it. Yeah. It was like almost. Actually, I think it was better than the pink, although I love the pink because I have a soft spot for it, but the bleach blonde just worked so well for her. Um, loved it. Also, she was like tan. I was like, oh, that's weird. Like you're in New England or New York or one of those. New England, right? Yeah. So it was just like, wow, you're tan. You have the bleach. I love it. Love it. I'm going, I'm actually going with Roderick um, mm-hmm. because yeah. his, okay. his the, the max high school level angst that he puts out onto the screen is so good and I identified him very like clearly from the beginning I was like this this is the antisocial person that I was waiting for who also <laughs> sings blues because blues is my thing so yeah yes, Alyssa feels this is literally Alyssa we yeah. have to we have to redo the uh, ranking <laughs> she is Roderick <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to say my MVP is Jane. I think, you know, I like how she's like, why would I work so hard if they don't want me? You know, like she's a boundary pusher. She's stunning. She's the moment. Um, I do want to give an honorable mention to the interaction. Yes, this is an MVP interaction between Sam and Quinn when he says they had sex with Latina lesbian, does the leg kick, bumps into her, she cackles. Iconic. It's like a legit (laughs) Diana Agron cackle. Like yeah. oh yeah, actor. Um, yeah, that is pretty great. Um, so let's talk about the music. Um, Last week, <laughs> we, I okay. So what did we have? We had tightrope. We had take mm-hmm. on me. 
we had problem. Mustang home. Sally and Problem. Was there anything else? And Home. 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 Yeah. Not, what was not home? that. Home. What, I... da, 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 da. The last it's like song. The last song during the homecoming. I do love my oh. mom. I didn't get any like lo- like romantic vibes from the twins until they started singing the song and then right? I was like yeah, yeah okay that's where I'm like okay I see Kitty's point but before that I was like okay they're just like really close sibling like that it seems yeah. normal it seems like they have a very normal relationship <laughs> oh. oh then you're singing um what is that the way that I do love you, you. yes yeah. uh just not great Okay, mm-hmm. some some final notes. Uh, we have some Sam and Rachel doing the the art the sketch thing, the mirror, and they're like, touching hands or like doing like a. Do you remember? Oh, there's a Sam and me? Rachel take moment. Yeah. yeah. Um. So if there's that that should be addressed because that's gonna come up later. Also, and... we, um, I mean, if anyone was gonna end up watching this episode, um, there is definitely there should be a seizure warning. I think it's when Sue like turns on the lights or something. She's like pushing them, and they're like flashing. Yeah, there's like a flash that like stops like the music number, or whatever. Seizure warning, because that was what I was like, oh god, <laughs> my gosh. Can and... I get a reminder on? problem that's the cheerleaders being sexy again as adults oh yeah one and kitty's like kitty's like you build yourself back into your cheerleader uniforms stop it Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm being already i'm being like boyfriend which i think i need to retake that quiz because fuck <laughs> um there's wait there's another observation oh yeah because sue says the dance is canceled because of sharia law but she's like ah because of sharia law let's just say that a lot of islamophobia um okay uh elissa least favorite song home because they butcher it and i'm gonna say specifically kurt butchers it because rachel does the first line i like that song like as a college indie kid like that was my favorite songs in college um and kurt it's not his range and like the fact that they made an ensemble number and another callback season two episode 13 they ended if you call with sing by my chemical romance which they also butchered like so bad i love the sing i know color. you loved it i know you loved it color. <laughs> it wasn't good <laughs> and i felt the same way about home yeah i yeah you just butchered it i second that like listening to the original version of that song is like it's it's a different experience, but listening to all these different people singing it, it feels not just cacophonous, but also it feels weird, especially like the twins singing that, that mm-hmm. one line. It's just like they're adding weird context to it that it's just like, that song doesn't deserve it. It's a good song. Yeah. They're shoving and they cut some... out the, the interlude where they mm-hmm. like, I fell out the window and nearly broke your ass. Like they yeah. cut out that whole part, which is like iconic to the song Home. Yes. Like, like we can't mm-hmm. do it. It wouldn't make any sense. It's probably in the iTunes originals, is, yeah. but they're like, this isn't going to fit in the show. It doesn't make sense. It's like, the iTunes you original. don't make sense. I want to yeah. address that. They're, they're just shoving so much story into the I number. I didn't I've had four glasses of wine. I'm finishing this part. <laughs> All right. Alyssa, do you know what your least favorite song was? Yes. Um, I'm going with Take Me Home because that's what it's called, right? Take, Take on, on me. me. Take on me. Yeah. <laughs> Take me home tonight. Uh, <laughs> different episode titles together here. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, take 
me on. Yeah, I mean that's a lyric in the song. Take on me. It is a weird. It's a weird title. I'm so sorry. Anyway, sake kicking it. Listen, I only had the one bottle, and it's good stuff. Good to be clear about bottle, it's not like a bottle of wine. Like I just drank. It's it's a smaller, yeah, smaller than a bottle of beer. Yeah, smaller than a bottle of beer. But sake is is pretty strong. It is. Well, I mean, it's only 13 and a half percent. Um, yeah, take on me because the stupid animation, it was just bad. And I was, I felt like slighted, personally slighted by this half-assed sort of thing. And I'm sorry if whoever worked on that tried really hard, um, but you didn't have a high enough budget. I'm, I'm, I'm going with problem because that song on paper is like a song that yes, Glee should cover, but right. the context to the performance, the everything, no, it wasn't. It was. This would have been a great. Rachel just broke up with Finn. Uh, someone else broke up with someone else, and the girls get together and like we're gonna talk about how we just broke up with these guys because one less problem yeah. without you. Boom! That's how you do context, Glee. Done. Um, they tried. Melissa, okay. favorite song. Um, I had to pick tightrope. But like it's it wasn't it was no Janelle Janelle's so legendary and I do want to take this opportunity to tell everybody to listen to if you haven't yet Dance Apocalyptic by Janelle Monae. So I just heard that song for the first time at my best friend's wedding. She got married like two months ago and she danced by herself. She requested this song, like put it on, and it was just the vibes were so high and it has been on my most played ever since then. So tightrope was good, but I recommend Dance Apocalyptic by Janelle Monae if you want some real vibes. No, none yeah. of these songs are particularly good to me. Yeah, I agree, uh, Tightrope, because it had the most stakes um, and also <laughs> was the most fun to watch because it seems like this person, like this this new character was having a lot of fun, like the actor. You know, like on, on screen, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, and you know, that, that happens for Warbler's numbers. So yeah, Take On Me, I just, I wanted to say that because I like the song, like it's catchy, but wasn't into it. Alyssa? Um, I am going with Big Surprise, Mustang Sally, which is oh. very much in the blues vibe. I have been waiting so long, you guys. Yes. So the long game. Long <laughs> for, for Glee to do any type of music that I'm actually into. You're going <laughs> to really like Roderick. Yeah, I'm so excited. His voice is like the type of music that I listen to all the time. It's, uh, yep, I'm excited for Roderick. <laughs> um i sorry i i love a flashy 80s outfit and a fun 80s bop um and weird unexplained sexual tension take on me um i take that i actually really like that cover i it's it's on my i'm writing fan fiction playlist it's great i mean it's also in your possibly your top 30 glee covers and i'm yeah. just like how do you have 30 i don't, I don't know like, like i'm just <laughs> guessing off the top of my head like right <laughs> Um, maybe that's that's we'll do that at the end of the pod. Rank each Glee song. No, I don't. I can't. <laughs> no, oh my God. no. Uh, Just listen to to Gleek of the Week if you want to rank the songs. Yeah, exactly. Shout uh, out to them, fellow podcasters. Yeah, that is season two, season six, <laughs> season six. Season, season, season two. <laughs> oh my God. Season is actually Hannah's personal hell. <laughs> 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 season two, it's gonna keep going. <laughs> 
season six, episode two, homecoming. Uh, Elissa, thank you so much for joining us. It's so much fun to have thank you back. You. Yeah, so oh, happy to be yeah, here. Yeah, claps. claps for you <laughs> yeah. I was clapping for myself. Thank you. <laughs> no, like I was putting together, like, okay, I want to have a lot of people like come back for the final season. I was like, we gotta have Alyssa come back. Yeah. So oh my God. fan favorite. Um, Rachel Mary Coded. <laughs> Rachel Mary Coded. I humbly accept this applause. Leave <laughs> correspondent, <laughs> Alyssa. Um, yeah. So where can we find you on social media? Is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, so last time I didn't plug myself, uh, but I took a break from Instagram for a whole year and I just reactivated it. So now I'm going to take this opportunity to, you should follow me on Instagram at E-L-I-S-S-A-1-0-N-A-N-T. It's at Alyssa Tennant. It's cute um, because I will probably deactivate in like two weeks uh, from one of this eras because I hate Instagram still. So uh, get it while you can. And also get watch the Mike's Mike, uh, Mike's Mike Pretty Little Liars recap. So you too can start unironically calling yourself a girl boss yes. all the time <laughs> i've really channeled his energy like he's the moment when it comes to lingo um you can follow us on gleeboot uh we are at gleeboot pod on instagram twitter we don't use it tiktok we do some stuff there tumblr gleeboopod.tumblr.com haven't seen her in a while but you know what the app you know is still on my phone i update instagram pretty regularly yeah instagram is where to go like yeah. that's where the merch drop is gonna be is on instagram i mean potentially potentially I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be sending out some some questions um my instagram is now private but you can follow me at colin ever after i will probably accept you if you don't look like someone who's going to steal me or my husband's pictures and put them on grinder so Oh, gross, <laughs> gross, gross. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at a.m.swearingen. Uh, hopefully I will be posting some more art and I've been thinking about posting some, some other like health stuff, which might be cool. Not sure, not sure about that. And also about anything. And if Alyssa does health stuff, it will be very like I'm doing this for like literal health reasons, not like the yes. fake, fake for, wellness yes. beauty. Wellness. Like, no, no. Yeah. yeah, wellness queen. That. No, it's literally um, yeah, healthy. No vagina scented candles or oh jade eggs to show up your vagina. Yeah. Also, just like another PSA, don't don't put stuff up your vagina that shouldn't be there. I'm sorry. Just whether you know, it's music, 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 toys. Stay sex toys, no jade eggs, you know, just like be cognizant of that stuff. And don't accept flashlights from your teachers. <laughs> and that's March is writing itself. That's another teacher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So, Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on. Tune in next week. We are talking about the Jagged Little Tapestry. Oh. Yeah, I know he... Quinn is in it because I saw her in the still on Disney Plus. And I was like, well, this has just been spoiled for me. So I spoiled and it for everyone else. We will have a, I think we'll have a new guest and a returning guest. <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> switching up. I'm like, Glee. But you know what? Glee <laughs> actually has switched things up. They this created season. two original characters. Well, technically oh, five. four. Five. Technically <laughs> five. 
Spencer. Oh, Spencer. Met- I yeah. was thinking yep, again yep. of the of the, uh, the the twins who again I don't know their name. And you know what? Maybe I will spend this entire time the rest of the podcast not learning names. I'll call them flowers in the attic, people. All right. Uh, see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.